Hey everyone, and welcome to Superhero Speak. I'm your host, Dave. And John, and this isn't a recording. We're live. I'm back. I'm tweeting. <laughs> You're tweeting? Tweeting. JD's having some, JD's having some network the issues. There you go. My image network issues? You guys sound weird? Yeah, you were just breaking up there for a second. A little oh. bit. Yeah. All right. Now you... Yeah, stop downloading porn. Uh, so I just said, nobody downloads porn anymore. It's not the 90s. You I, stream it. Stop streaming it. I'm not streaming all your any porn right now. So how is everyone doing? JD, we haven't seen you in a while. How are you? Been a while. I'm all right, man. We went and saw, what's that movie? We went and saw Christmas today with the the soundtrack performed live by the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. So that was a blast. Cool. Yeah, and had fun. I, Just got home. I guess you went with Andy and your wife? The family, yes. Yes. He liked it? He had a blast. One of his favorite movies. That's why we oh, went. okay. Cool. Cool. What else have you been up to for two weeks? I missed the show last week, as you guys know. I think Dave told everybody that um, my kid hurt himself. Yeah, my little boy scout was grandparents got him a multi-tool and he thinks he's a big kid now. So he was playing with knives essentially and sliced his hand up real good. So we had to take him to the emergency room. They didn't stitch like I thought they were going to. We, they just put a bunch of super glue in his hand. But it was like it was more the blood and like everything flying around that really could things spooky. But he's all right. He's fine. On the bright side, where the blood is spilled in your house, you don't have to decorate for Halloween. No, the dog licked it up, so uh, we're oh. fine. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. So, that went great. Brilliant. That, that's what best friends do. Yeah, I asked like, ooh. Yeah. Clean up each other's blood. Yeah, that's what being a kid's all about. <laughs> hurting yourself and having your dog eat your blood. Happy Halloween. <laughs> yes. Happy Halloween. Three more. Or actually, oh more, God, two more days till so Halloween. Two more days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. If you're listening to this, the podcast version, it's all Saints Day, and who cares what you think? <laughs> oh, sweet. Is that a dig on people who celebrate All Saints Day? No, people who are missing who don't listen to the show live. Oh, that's the dig. That is the dig. That is the Do people celebrate All Saints Day. I've never heard him go, hey, happy All Saints Day. You're right. I've never no. seen that. Not one person. Usually Halloween, the day after Halloween is for hangovers. Usually they sell the people I've hung with over the last 20 years celebrate Samhain. Fastest show ever. What is that, yeah. Randy? I have no idea. <laughs> and Kassan says hello. Hey, Kassan. Yo. Kassan checked in on me last week. I appreciate that. Thank you, my friend. We were all worried about you. He's fine. That's yeah. part of growing up, man, is you make mistakes and you learn that, oh, maybe I shouldn't play with knives. Here's the thing. I have a 13-year-old nephew, and mm -hmm. what did I just get him for this Christmas coming up? A, a knife? A multi-tool, okay. You need a multi-tool. A, 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 a Swiss Army knife. There's but... a big difference between 13 and 7. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the 7-year-old needed to learn. So. He, he did. He did. I didn't think he'd hurt himself too bad, but I had a hunch something like this would happen. I thought it would take more than 35 minutes, though. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's setting a new record. Yeah. Uh, it's immediately. It was like immediate. You'll have to learn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes, you do. How about yeah. you, John? What's well, new with you? Old and new. Like, I'm still dealing with the, the probably the worst tooth problem I've ever had. Still waiting for, uh, I have to go back to the dentist this week to have them do a little bit more on the side. It's, I won't describe it. It's not fun. It's even, even for Halloween, it's a little graphic. But uh, part of getting old. On the other hand, I've got most of my garage set up. Dave, I sent you a pic. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll send you, JD, a pic. But it's, oh, yeah. I've, Basically, one of the bays has been turned into this. I have these stands 
with, was it the backgrounds of the inside of a bloody clown tent? Yes. And, and you put uh, you know, pictures on your Facebook too, I saw. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm still working things out. I've got some, I've got some lights. I'm going to hang around the side. I still haven't found a good way to do synchronized lightning with thunder. I can't believe there's not just a machine that does that. And otherwise, uh, and, and the fog machine is, is working just great. That's about it. And I'm still recovering from New York Comic Con because Jesus. Or yeah. We say, oh, we're so old. But then you do that and you're like, wow, I remember that being a lot easier years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like this had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it was it was great. Got into places we shouldn't have, and got lots of pictures because of it. It was good. Kinky, Kinda happy. Not those. Oh, not kinky. No. Oh, no. not with John. Come on. Cosplayers. No. John's <laughs> no, got a we, soft spot for the cosplayers. Yeah, we, we were able to get onto the floors before everybody else, and we took pictures of them setting stuff up. Have you seen that? I see the gears turning in JD's head. When you said got onto the floors. <laughs> oh, dear God. Say nothing. I didn't say nothing. Okay. So anyway, yeah, nothing else big going on. It, it's, I can see from our list here that like the actors strike and the writer strike are really taking their tolls because lots of, we've got lots of, of rumors to talk about, but it's stuff is drying up. The writer strike is over. And yeah. Uh, yeah. from what I'm hearing, the, the actor strike might be over later today, so or into the week. So I've heard talks going on. I've actually heard that the writers are PO'd, that the actor strike is still going on because they're like, the strike's over, we're ready to get back to work, but there's no actors to That's work. Not, no, they wouldn't be like that because yeah, no, I'm serious. I sold just from a couple outlets, nothing major, but just the writers were like, we're ready to get back to work. We want them to settle their strike. Yeah, but but and and the sentiment I've seen is. Wow, the the executives didn't learn from the writer strike, and they just tried to pull the same shit with the actors. And they it's did. Like, they are. They're currently in doing. But the writers got most of what they wanted. So let's see what happens with the actors. Uh, but I bet by the time the show hits, the podcasters and the show hits, we have a deal. It'd be nice. Yeah. And, so and it'd be nice that they get what they deserve. The right, the actors and the writers should they shouldn't have had to have done this. But then again, we live in. Uh, capitalistic societies. A lot of it, uh, it was mm-hmm. driven by the fear of the AI stuff. Well, Which is yeah. proven that might not, I think there's a lot of, I think a lot of the AI fear, the initial AI fears are proven to be maybe not as much as people thought. Maybe things aren't as, because things definitely aren't as advanced now. I think we've learned that chat yeah. GBT is what we thought it was and the art is yeah. what it is, but I don't think anyone's jobs are getting replaced by AI anytime soon. And, and which, but again, still pushing code buddy at, our, at my job. <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean it can't be, done in a couple of years but you had to make sure it can't be done because again this is the worst ai is ever going to be yep the only other thing i'd say dave before we go to you is uh, matthew perry that one hurt yeah that that hurt that was two tough ones and i think a lot of people missed that richard mole passed away i mean he was yeah, so yeah but like, he was 80 i didn't realize he was in his 40s when night court started yeah yep i was actually reading an article about how it was tough for him to get roles because he's so tall like serial killer rules. Right, exactly. So like how often does a bull Shannon really come up for somebody like that? Yeah. Yep. So and then yeah, Matthew Perry was fifty-four and uh way too young. And uh he had a heart attack, was in a hot tub and drowned. Is it a heart attack? Have they confirmed that it was a heart attack yet? They said cardiac arrest. Did they? So and and he had trouble with drugs almost lots of trouble. Yeah. That's hard in the old ticker. Yeah, but I'm old enough that there are lots of series that people say I should watch that that I've never seen. But Friends, I watched 
as it was broadcast, not streamed, because back then there were no streams. Old <laughs> Man River. Yeah, yeah. Also yeah, one yeah. of those. But, but also was, one of those old. It's on one of those rare shows where I don't think anyone on the cast has ever said anything negative about anyone else from the show. No, they were genuinely affectionate towards one another. They, yeah. they generally liked working with, with in fact, the cast and crew. When they had the reunion special. They even said that after the show ended and they would meet up at a party. And if any two of them met up at a party, the, that was it for the rest of the night. The two of them would just sit down and talk and whoever else they were talking to, like they were done with them. It was like seeing an old, an old friend. And, and yeah. So, yeah. Can I show sucked to be quite honest with you? I'm sorry that Matthew I... Perry is gone. It's quite tragic. I understand that. No, 54 is too young man struggling with addiction his whole life. I get it said, but uh, I don't know. Show wasn't great. I thought I see. I that's. I, I don't know if it's just me or there's my taste or whatever. But Friends was hysterical to me. I loved it. And on the other side, people keep telling me that Seinfeld was awesome, and I yeah. hated that show. I don't get because Seinfeld was just a bunch of people being mean to each other and everybody around them. I, maybe it's my mindset, but Friends was just funny. <laughs> Randy says it's white people's living single. The, pretty, yeah, the show was pretty I much lifted that. right from living single. That's accurate. Unlike Seinfeld, which was just funny. Mm, controversial mm-hmm. take. We lost a couple of viewers when I said that. I <sighs> <sighs> anyway. lost a few viewers when I said, I don't think so. But I don't know. You're like, wrong. Like a, of the two great 90s sitcoms, Seinfeld and Friends, one was actually good. And one had a lot of hot chicks. <sighs> so you're, you're talking Seinfeld's dates that's the one they were hot yeah but they had like you had consistent time like let's be real julia louis dreyfus is way hotter now than i think she was in seinfeld i think it's the hair quite frankly i think she, that 90s she, hair has not aged well she's like meanwhile like she's women she gets better with age she's yes. in her late 50s and yowzer yes whereas the friends girls were all batting a thousand from the years 1994 to 2000 i was talking about how fun it was and the situational comedy and all that. I said they were um, hot. That was, that was the appeal. The writing sucked on Friends. It was not funny. It was very bargain basement, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. About people say about Seinfeld was awful. People, is there a worse character in television than Ross? What the heck was her last name? Geller. Yeah. yeah, he's a horrible human being, an absolutely horrendous human being. Is he? Yes, one hundred percent. Worse than one of Terrapers. One of television's like. Yes, one of television's least likable characters. And okay. you think Jerry Seinfeld was a likable character? Huh. You knew what Jerry was. And Jerry doesn't spy like Jerry is Jerry from moment one. Ross spirals down. Like he's this like semi-lovable dad, like single dad, trying to be all right by season one. By season four, he's married like four times. He's horrendously selfish. Like he can't take any criticism. Like this whole we're on a break thing because he can't face anything. He, w- I can never get into Seinfeld. The character's annoying and overdone. See that? That's it, though. I think. And first off, first off, JD. Every once in a while, we come against one of these things, and I am just really surprised at your take. But I, I think it, it's. I don't know. It, it must be like the sense of humor that you're born with, because be. there's a contingent that if they like Seinfeld, they don't like Friends. If they like Friends, they don't like Seinfeld. And there doesn't seem to be any like. There's no Venn diagram with. The- I I accept both the shows for what they were. I feel, and I, I don't disagree. Like Ross is, in a lot of ways, a terrible character. In a, in, a, in another way, I don't know if he's a terrible character, but as like he has very, character, he's just a terrible person. 
right? Like the character, it's not like the CC is a terrible character. He's not a well-written character. The character achieves what they wanted to achieve, but he's just not a good person. If Ross Geller is a person, it's an awful human being. Seinfeld was pretty damn horrible to everybody. But you're supposed to be. That's the whole thing of Seinfeld is these are shitty people. Friends are together at the coffee shop and they just hang out and tell little jokes. And it's just so cute and sweet and fun. Wow. That was the that, that was how Friends was marketed. Seinfeld had wait. an edge, right? Friends was an edgy to show. About Loki. <laughs> now you're not going to get one because I haven't seen it yet. I just finished oh. Ahsoka. I finished Ahsoka. Okay. Boy, that was good. I really liked it. it took you I'm long gonna... enough. I'm getting whiplash here. I didn't think Dude, you'd I'm... like it. You like it. I just, I am getting whiplash here. So I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Huh. I was entertained immensely by it. I love the undead stormtroopers. I just think this whole thing is great. Huh. I think it was different. I think it was different enough. I think that's what I've been wanting for. Different Star Wars. I, I thought the undead stormtroopers would appeal to you because of your love of horror. Because I'm yeah, a, and it's something, uh, and something that really hasn't been done in Star Wars before. So. It's yeah. from a book, like we've seen it in a book, but again, I'm all for lifting stuff from the EU and right. bringing it into traditional Star Wars because I was not happy with just trying to do a soft reboot of the, the original movies. And that's what the prequel trilogy or sequel trilogy was. Yeah. Just It really landed flat, whereas I think the vast majority of stuff we've gotten post has been good. I really liked this. I liked all three seasons of The Mandalorian. Book of Boba Fett went great. I liked Obi-Wan. Like I think Ahsoka was again. I did not watch Rebels, so I don't have the, I don't have that to pull from. But for me, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I'm really curious to see where they go with uh, coming up. So Drew is not a fan of Ahsoka. So it's, yeah, it's a shame that they're all tied to their hands are tied because of the sequel trilogy. Like they they've got all this good stuff going on, but it's all trying to also explain the sequel trilogy and somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> like it's a shame about that. So it's funny because you just said you liked it, but you didn't watch Rebels. I know quite a few people who didn't watch Rebels, and because of that, yeah. they don't like Ahsoka because they're like, it's Rebels season five, but I haven't seen one through four, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I was okay with it because I just I don't know. I went back. Frost's last few seasons were not that good. Not a fan of the undead. I, I don't know, man. I thought it was fine. I, I liked it because it was different. And I'm tired of I'm tired of just the same old stars. So if you ever watched the YouTube series, what if Star Wars didn't suck? My God, that'd have been an epic sequel to Placement. It addresses so much yeah. that made people relevant. I don't. I would never watch a, a YouTube series called What if Star Wars didn't suck because I don't think Star Wars does suck. Like even this, like the stuff I don't like, but I don't think it sucks. Yeah, except for except for Rise of Skywalker, that that kind of sucked. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny yeah, too, it right? Because we've talked about this before. The prequels didn't wow a lot of people when they first came out, but they were the Star Wars of that generation. Mm -hmm. And there are kids who love Anakin and Obi-Wan from that. Like my son loves Obi-Wan Kenobi because of the prequel trilogy. But I feel like the sequels, part of the problem is they were written as fan service. Not, they weren't written as, oh, let's, here's a completely original idea for what happened to the characters afterwards. There's not one contiguous story too, right? That is There's the problem. Three different... Hey, yeah, that's yeah. the problem too. Is I don't think there's enough fan service. Like they do some fan service, but not like, didn't like if it was total fan service. We'd have gotten Luke Sky, like seventy year old Luke Skywalker mowing people down. Oh, that's true. That's true. we don't really get that. Like we get these five, three five new characters. Giving us fan yeah, there. they don't. The, yeah, Force Awakens is, is total fan service. The rest of them, like Last Jedi, no, definitely not fan service. They, were, I feel like they're trying to do something in a different direction. It was very controversial, and then they threw it all away with the Rise of Skywalker, and nobody was happy at the end of that movie. I'll never forget Palpatine comes back to life in the crawl. I was like, in the crawl? He's back to life in the crawl? You half-ass <laughs> motherfuckers. Like, you can't even give us, like, 
we can't even see this it was so happy yeah there's nothing (laughs) that movie is seriously (laughs) depressing in so many regards all righty then i uh, i like i like this okay haven't seen it you can subscribe for more hot takes you (laughs) bastard what you didn't watch loki yet you know how i am i am a busy human being I'm going to get up tomorrow at 6 a.m. I'm going to go to school. I will be there till 8 o'clock at night. I will come home. I will have to put my kid to bed. And then I have to go to school and do homework. Right? I am busy. All I hear excuses. It's hard. (laughs) I know. I know. Hey, I get Um, it. I I was working today. So (laughs) it's just one of those things where it's. And you know how I am with. It's going to tie into social media madness in a way where we talk about superhero fatigue. This has been so good. But that's why I'm here, because I do have I have this overwhelming Marvel fatigue right now where I hear Loki's really good, but I can't get myself excited enough to watch it because they've just let me down so much over the last two years. I get that. I get that. But this first off, this isn't tied to anything else. Not really. So there's yes one, and no. one point for it. I, I mean, have yes a and feeling no. that this show is a lot of have, people have that same feeling. It's going to. Impact the the rest of the multiverse. Uh, you know what I would really like? I would really like if a show just impacted itself. I'd really like if I just get a self-contained show that was just good for being a show and not because it has 28 layers that go into 15 different things. Wait, I don't think this doesn't do that. This is I know, but that's I'm so I'm just tired of that. I'm tired of stories having to mean more in the grand scheme, and I just can't get a freaking story. I'm over, I'm just over it. It's tied yeah, to everything. Well, yeah, it's tied, but it's tied to everything. It's tied to nothing. What they do is going to impact the rest of the Marvel universe. But but you don't need to know anything about the Marvel universe to to watch this because it's self it's a self contained story, right? They're not bringing in. You don't have to have seen Captain America and Iron Man and all these other things in order to understand what's going on in this because this show that the story is self contained. It's running its own story. It's not pulling in threads from everything else. You don't even have to know loki from the thor movies really you get enough of that from the first season of loki but you need the first season of loki for it again i don't know man like i'm sure i'll see it eventually i'm just i never thought i'd say this but i'm just sick of marvel i i I get it and that's a major problem for marvel but this is probably one of the best things they put out i'm looking i remember i read i saw oh dave i just pissed dave off and he left the show i'm just i read don's quote like I, i did a little I caught it on Twitter. Don had a good, or social, I forget if it was Twitter or Facebook. Don had a good quote, and I'll say it for social media madness, but I just, I felt it. I really felt what he said in my bones. And this is, he, I wish he was here right now. I really, he really summed up how I felt about it. We'll touch that later, but I'm not going to lie, man. It's going to take a lot for me to really watch Loki because the last couple of things have just been so blah. It just, again, and this is, that's the thing. And I definitely get that, especially after mm. Secret Invasion. Like, how oh, that God, could make yes, you not really want to watch another show, but yeah, this is the complete opposite of interest, and it's really well written. It's I get that, but like I said, there's time in the day, and there's other things I want to watch. The fact that it feels like Marvel stuff feels like homework now. It feels like this homework. Like I have yeah. to watch just to understand where this is going. Yeah. You want to know where Loki? If you like, and the fact that they that a bunch of ants defanged Kang to me in his first appearance, I'm just I already saw him get beat. But I didn't see eight thousand Kangs get beat. I'm just I don't know, man. Like I, I get it. I'm uh, so I cold mean, on this. I'll just say again that this is probably one of the best things they put out. Which you know what? When I went to watch the, the last the, the fourth episode just a couple hours ago, right next to it is an advertisement for Werewolf by Night in color. 
what the hell is that crap? A shitty movie, now in color. I know you didn't like it, Jay. Again, another trash. I really surprised me. Why? Because it a shitty werewolf and no story. But the thing is, like, even though I now you can it, watch it like, in color. Yeah, so but I can watch a bad werewolf transformation in color. The, the whole point of the direction was to do most of it Did he? in black and white. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they're out of stuff. So they're just coloring things. Like, Which is ridiculous. It, like, it, it, think, it is ridiculous I didn't need a Ted because, Turner version of it. Especially because then it takes away from the end of the movie where it turns into color. You there was a point that to that. Impact. Yeah. Now you can watch now you can watch the bad werewolf transformation sequence in color. Yeah. Uh. Where I could just go watch American World in London, which is a good transformation sequence. He's not wrong. The world from Monster Squad was much. Thank you. Thank you. Was I on this show when I talked about that I watched Monster Squad with my kid a couple weeks ago? I did. I'm sure they both had an Fucking awesome. Monster Squad has aged so well. That is a movie. It did. That here's the thing. All right. Universal has tried for 20 years now to package their monsters and make it mean something to a modern audience. In 86, they passed on Monster Squad. But because these are all public domain characters, the Shane Black and company were like, well, fuck it. We'll just make our movie anyway without Universal. And they did. And it was great. And it was fun. And it's far better than anything Universal has tried to throw at us in the last 20 years. The Monster Squad is great. It's aged well for the most part. Some of the dialogue is very 1987. Can't say some of the things they said in that movie now. It's a thing mm-hmm. of its era. But it's a great movie. Hey, That's like- a, the original Mummy is fun, but it's not. Does that feel like a Universal Monster movie? Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, it's a no. fun movie. It's like Indiana Jones, and I love it for what it is, too. But yeah, everything else they've tried with the Dark Universe. Oh, God. Oh, mm-hmm. Jesus. Dracula <laughs> Untold and... That- the mummy with Tom Cruise. The mummy God. with Tom. Just saying that it's like, this movie is like seven or eight years old, and you say it, and it's like it doesn't even feel right to say the mummy. Tom with Cruise Tom was Cruise. a mummy, but he doesn't age enough. Much like a mummy, mummy. he's been preserved. <laughs> True. So. True. Scientology. <laughs> he's gonna so. die doing one of those stunts one day. He's gonna jump out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. he's gonna plummet toward his death and feel like nothing but Zen as he's about to die. He'd be like, "This is it. This is how I wanted to go." keep this in the picture why why do we get the feeling that he when he hits the ground he'll just bounce and get back up because if anybody can unnatural there's lots unnatural about tom cruise he may actually be a vampire (laughs) possible played one things changed after he was lestat again (sighs) and subscribe for hot takes (laughs) hot takes from 1994 yes exactly hey hey it's a good movie and it is superhero related with monsters side oh monster squad i was like really interview with the vampire it's all right monster squad monster squad's great i have nothing but good things to say about let's review the monster squad right now (laughs) you know writers and actors strike finishes and they get back on the you ready that's all we have is movies from 1987 at this point (laughs) you ready for a controversial statement sure no but we do I have never seen Monster Squad. Mike, had, on, on my other show, Mike hadn't seen it either. And I was shocked. I'm like, you're a child of the 80s. You've never seen the Monster Squad. I'm less surprised that you haven't because it was a little old for you. Yeah. Because I was skewed at like Mike. At like, I'm just younger. I'm just enough younger than you guys where I'm not terribly surprised you didn't see that way because it was a failure at the box office. Like, it's one of those things that if you didn't see it on cable, you probably never saw it. Right. The re. I saw it, but the reason why I saw it was because Saturday morning cartoons in the 1970s had a TV series called Monster Squad. And I thought, oh, my God, they made a movie. The adaptation. Yeah. okay. Yeah. But it was not adapted. It was completely its own thing. Um, Much like Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. True. 
Yes, True. and then they came out with the cartoon that was based on the original. I series. was so confused the first time I watched that at five years old. Me, I'm like, and then they came uh, out with the real Ghostbusters, right? Which is such man. a, which is actually like a really good cartoon that's aged again, aged pretty well for the most. The first couple seasons have aged pretty well for the most done, part. Done by J. Michael Straczynski. He was one of the writers on that show. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. I believe he might have been and the showrunner, actually. It, it, he was the showrunner and a he writer, was, okay. and it, it was that that cartoon series was good. Until the uh, until the studio came in yeah, and started interfering, like, like and they kicked them off, and then it went right out. It like everything. Right. Yeah. How far have we gotten off the rails? That's what we do. Uh, We're a half know. hour in, haven't done superhero speed or uh, super speed. We haven't done social media, whatever. Yeah. Or talk. like the gorillas. <laughs> and, and apparently, we can't talk Loki because you guys can talk, Loki. talk Loki. I don't Loki. care. Yeah, you don't you know, care about you spoilers. You what am I? Uh, spoil a show that I'm lukewarm at best toward watching. Okay. All right, John, what did you think of this uh, week's episode? I still think it's one of the best things they put out. I think if they had put this out and WandaVision and not put out, like, not even if they had just shot the guy who came up with the concept of a lot better off. No, just the idea of putting it. To, the, that show. Whoever that wrote this. Got. Yeah, whoever wrote the screenplay for the show. That was horrible. It was like anybody reading that should have known that it would have been horrible. And that's what Loki's fighting against. What, bad TV? Like, yeah, Loki second season is fighting against the fact that was it that the first episode came out the day after Ahsoka and on a day when there was some kind of playoff football game or something. And now Baseball. everybody's got Marvel fatigue. And uh, and even though this is one of the best shows, like the end of this episode four was like, I can't wait to see the next episode. So Randy asks a really important question. Here. He says, was this the season finale of Loki? Because it no. definitely seems so. No. And I have a theory about... We all have theories. ...the end of this episode. Tell so, us your theory. Because he's a... Uh, but continue. You glitched there. We didn't hear that. Oh, me? I said, because he's a... Our fan theories? Yes. Your anger is right. just coming through and glitching. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I'll stop talking. No, I want to hear what you say, too. It's... All right. So yeah. the season begins, Loki is slipping through time, right? And there's no real explanation of... Why he's slipping through time? He's just, and when he slips through time, it looks horrible and it sounds horrible. Yes, it looks horrible. It sounds horrible. And then, of course, someone prunes him, which ends up allowing it to fix. They have that whole plan. He gets fixed by the end of the. Well, first they episode. they basically removed him from the time stream completely. Right, and then the the theory was that he pruned himself. Right, so we saw that in this episode. And the cool thing about this is that it then puts Loki in a position where he feels like he's in control. He now knows the road that he's on, blah, blah, blah. And we get to the end of the episode and the loom explodes. And that's how this, the episode ends. First, we get the twist that they kill off timely. Like, Which was one of the most horrible deaths. Oh, my God. It was horrific. And on Disney Plus, and I was shocked. JD, you would have loved it. Oh, it was, yeah. It was, it was just, it was brutal. Like, not only can't did he show it on this six o'clock news, it's so brutal. He got spaghettified, and you could see his skeleton underneath. You could see his oh. skeleton and, and his entrails rip up into little spaghetti oh. strands, and oh, it was just gorgeous, just great. <laughs> so, so you know, like I, I was just waiting for the big voice to come out and say fatality. <laughs> so it ends with the explosion. And then everything just, it everything gets white and then goes black. And it just ends. Uh, he gets spaghettified. And then everybody, literally all the actors are sitting going, holy shit, what do we do now? It's yes. like, even Loki, like they they freezed on Loki. And he's like, I don't know what to do. They Going with what you where, said. 
He yeah. felt very confident, and at, by the end of the episode, he's like, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Yep. It explodes. So my theory is that explosion is what caused him to slip through time. Interesting. So, yes. And then something's going to happen in the, the next two episodes where he's able to redo things when he's slipping through time to fix it and keep it from exploding. So it'll be interesting well, to see how they, how they I, get out of this. I, yeah, yeah, I think pretty much the same lines. Like he, since he's out of time, he's the only one there that will go back, start. We know in the promos that he slips through time more. Right. That's the other thing. Like we saw a couple more scenes that we haven't seen yet. Obviously it's all going to be tied together. So right. like Ray, yeah. Ray, Ray, Renslayer gets pruned, but we know from the first season that when you get pruned, it doesn't kill you. It sends you to the void at the end of time where the, the monster eats you. I can't remember the name of the, it, the creature. Yeah. No, was it the Fag 3000 or whatever the hell that thing was? No, um, the Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, but that monster was one that she helped tame. Yeah. So I'll probably let her right by. Yeah. And that's, oh, I can't remember the name of the monster either, but he's he's a big one. He's he's a main plot point. In, in a lot of comics. And yeah. Yeah. Again, it just. Yeah, you're right. It's such a character-driven show, which is, is great because that's what we—that's mostly what we want. Which is another reason I'm shocked that JD hasn't watched it because he understands the importance of character. But he ha- got to want to watch something. That's the problem. I don't want to watch it right now. And Marvel is the reason. Marvel. It's their fault that you don't want to watch it because they—they put out a lot of they, crap that we have right. to watch for the show, and that it feels like homework. They haven't, inst- they haven't instilled a lot of trust in you. And, no, it started and, sliding with the Eternal. Cap uh, Winter Soldier, actually. I was like, okay, it's not as good as WandaVision. It was all right. And then Wallachie was good. And then the rest of it since then has been ass cheeks. Pretty yeah, much. I, I can't argue with that. And I that is the biggest es- problem. Especially on the TV side. Yeah. Especially on the TV side. I did not like Moon Knight. I know I'm supposed to like Moon Knight. Everybody praised Moon Knight. It was, we can't say the truth that Moon Knight was boring. Oh, and it had boring. nothing to do with anything. It just it was boring. Moon Knight was I boring. Thought it was, I thought boring. it was okay. But okay, okay, I don't have time for okay. I want to be entertained. I don't want mediocrity. I just want to yeah. I just want something good. That's how I felt like they gave me an up. Like I haven't had a good movie that wasn't a Spider-Man movie since Endgame. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I I, I you know what? Yes. But you Spider-Man. That's a good segue right into social media madness for this week. Let's oh, Randy! Randy said, "Eliath is the name of the the, the dragon." Oh yeah, Eliath, that's right. right. That's Thanks, right. thanks, Randy. Yeah. Okay, I posed a question to our our followers on the social medias, and my question was: Is superhero fatigue real, or is there some other reason that people aren't watching the movies? Uh, it's and a fatigue. I got a lot of answers. I've lost some faith in humanity from some of these answers. <laughs> If, if you ever really want to lose faith in humanity, spend time on X, formerly known as Twitter. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And then you well, actually question why you go on. Like, why do any of us go on? So first, we're going to start over on Instagram, where Zaid Asmadia. Is there a naked? Uh, is there a semi-naked picture of a girl? Because that's what I'm told Instagram is all about. No, no, it's a oh, guy. No. And I'm disappointed. Okay. His response was because they sucked. And they still suck, but how the how they suck even more because oh I think he meant but now they suck even more because they know whenever the the slob Disney drops the piggies will eat it. <sighs> I you know mean, no, I don't disagree. It's funny I don't disagree with any of that. It was very Simpsons worded. I picked on Instagram at first, but it's not a terrible comment, and I agree with them. 
Wow. Okay, then. In one way or another, they're not wrong. No, that's, yeah. But it's not eloquent. There's better ways one could say these things, but I don't think it's terrible. But then again, the it's a diminishing return of people yeah. that are ready to eat the slop. Mm-hmm. All right, real quick. To put Kassan it says, I think the discussion emphasizes something. A lot of the chatter that followed the shows, Moon Knight had a positive take. A few months later, the dialogue about these shows had become more negative. Yeah. Because the because I'm a firm believer, I'm a firm believer that these companies plant social media bots. Maybe they're oh, not all bots, yeah. but they might as well be bots that try to steer the conversation into a positive direction and while it's going on to get people to engage, to watch. But in reality is when the dust settles on these shows, you're like, that was ass. And president, sorry. All right. Over on X, formerly known as Twitter. Formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> uh, that's I'm going to got... change my handle to J.D. Oliva, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> I kind of like that. I've, I've heard it say, uh, called the dumpster fire, formerly known as Twitter. But see, Don... see, you don't read the comments anymore on there. Never. I... No, never read the comments anywhere. That's a rookie move, man. I know, but they're especially now. But go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, read um, the comments, Dave. We're done. We're done. <laughs> I have. Oh, yeah, don't read the comments. That's literally the whole bit. We read the comments. <laughs> never mind. Read the comments. This is from Don. Our good friend Don uh, says, I have B and C lister superhero fatigue. Give me the X-Men and the Avengers. That includes Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and the Hulk. That's a good one. Bingo, so. bango, sugar in the gas tank. That, we that, are is, that is one of the problems. Spot on. No, he's he's 100% right. And here's yeah. the problem with these guys, with Marvel specifically, is they, they hit gold with Iron Man, who in the comics world is an A-list character. But to media in general, before the year 2008, was a B-list character. And they hit gold, with because again, they put a real star in the role who was perfect and had a real director, and it just it fired on all cylinders. And the original Iron Man movie is awesome. Mm-hmm. And they've done it well. And then they had the audacity to release Guardians of the Galaxy. The, that's not even a B-list title. That was a D-list title. And you know what? It was freaking fantastic. So now they're super arrogant. And they think that we have all these, look at all these characters we have. They would be great. And they wiped out, they wiped out the first generation of Marvel, and they've just left us with this. You know what this is? This is what Jim Shooter wanted for the new universe. The idea was to wipe out the Marvel universe and then reboot it as his own with the new universe. Um, and that's essentially what Marvel's done. And when they left it, I'm tired. I'm tired of these fucking B-listers. That's what I said. I like Spider-Man because they put effort into Spider-Man. There's no effort into the rest of this crap. I don't care about Captain Marvel. I don't even hate her. I don't care. I don't care. I'm bored. The problem with fucking love- Captain America. Part of the problem with their level of success was like, made them go, oh, we could do the Eternals. The level of arrogance to think that, oh, we'll just put Angelina Jolie in it. Everybody loves Angelina Jolie. The level of arrogance to think that you could make the Eternals successful when Marvel Comics has never made the Eternals right. successful. Exactly. That, that's right. my point. That's never been a successful comic. Why did they think it'd be a good movie? Okay, but let's be honest. This whole the, the rebirth of superhero movies started in 1998 with a C-list character adaptation. Blade. You're talking about Blade, yeah. Blade, yeah. Blade. Blade's never had a successful comic book on his own. But that's also, I feel like that was a movie that was made. Not as a superhero movie. Not as a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, it was just, oh, let's do a vampire movie and use this character Blade. Correct. And I don't even think Marvel cared that much about Blade. They were like, yeah, go, new line, you can do it. They were want. broke and needed the money. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And they wound up working. 
right? Yeah. Like it really worked, and people got. They thought, hey, we could do we could do this with our characters, and now here we are because we got rid of Iron Man and Captain America. Like you got rid of the you got rid of the heavy hitters. Like this is like a run of the Avengers where they get rid of all the real interesting characters because some writer really wants to give his take on the Black Knight. And there is no reason to bring in the Eternals and the Celestials when they've already got Kang, the Kang Dynasty, and all this other stuff in the burner. They're just that. That's how. What are they going to do with that? Stay focused, but they're not staying focused. They're just literally doing because, buckshot with because the Guardians work. Because Guardians worked. Yeah, Guardians succeeded when it probably should have failed. Yeah, but they then tried eight different oh, Guardians. None of them are hitting. They're, they're just yeah. they're not focused. You know? the, still, the Guardians was the good. Timeline. The Guardians, yeah, but it was its own thing. But you know what? Not like its own thing. I think they needed someone like James Gunn to do Eternals too, right? They tried to do too many heroes. They tried, but they didn't. It was need too Eternals grand of a. It was too big of a story. Also, a celestial being born out of the earth, and then nothing's been done with that afterwards either. It's, it's stupid. It's just it, yeah. The whole yeah. Thing. They don't need any of that at all. They have too many plot points. They don't need to add more plot points, but they keep adding more plot points, mm-hmm. and that's what's because. Yeah. If there's this no is, single storyline for people to follow, people are going to lose interest. And the, yeah, and I think <laughs> this is my problem with just mainstream comics in general, is that if you read for a long time, you start seeing the patterns develop, and you start realizing that nothing you're reading really has any stakes or really matters, right? Because it's mm-hmm. going to get washed away eventually. Someone's going to redo it. So I get this, like, when I look at mainstream comics now, I get this real defeatist attitude, because it really feels like the stuff that you're super into is going to get rewritten and redone at some point for a different audience. And I understand that's how you keep the motion going. But at the same time, it says a reader, it's like, what's my time worth? If nothing that I'm reading has any real value to you, then why do I want to give you $5 an issue? And that's why I've, every time I try to get back into comics... This keeps happening to me. I'm like, oh, okay. So this story that I really doesn't count. All right, I'll move on. And then like, here with the movies, it's the same thing. It's like, man, we just don't have it. Like, we don't have the pathos of the original, that first wave of movies. Like, it's just not there. And sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle. The assumption is that you can keep catching lightning in a bottle. And same with DC. DC put out five movies in a calendar year, and none of them have done anything. But they keep putting them out. Mm. And they don't well, even they- care here you go. Over on the Tiki Talks, the depressed, yes. depressed <laughs> octopus ate. Did they shake their ass while telling you this comment? No. Will you stop? That's disappointing. What's TikTok? TikTok. That's what you do that's on TikTok. Right. That, that's right. That's, that's what fine. you do on TikTok. The ass right. so, so depressed fine. octopus ate said, I don't think people are tired of superhero movies. I think they are tired of the amount of movies made. Yeah, From Iron Man problem. 1 to Infinity yeah. War, there were 21. And that's a lot of movies when you say it. Yeah. yeah, Mike. But, but thought, every one of those movies was part of a timeline, and now you've got all these things that just are all over the place. Mike Sauce says, for me, it's the plot line. I have trouble caring about mending timelines or confusing time travel plots. Yeah, that's okay. hard. Time travel? Yeah. Time travel stories are hard. Back, that's what makes Back to the Future so special. I, and Doctor Who. I said when yeah. they introduced time travel in Endgame, they've opened a can of worms. And yeah. Zeus said, because quality has decreased. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Mm-hmm. Arv Savage says, nope, movies cost a shit ton. $14 just for a ticket. So I can wait and the same movie shows up at my house for the service I already paid $14 a month for. He's not wrong. Sometimes they charge you an extra 30 bucks or something <laughs> like that. Do they still um, do that? You know what? I don't think they've done that. No, they, haven't, no they, they tried it during the pandemic and I don't think... 
Although I, the market okay. went. Yeah. I will say there's that Five Night at Freddy's movie. So that's what I was going to ask about specifically because the boy wants me to watch it so he can watch it vicariously through me because that's really mm. popular. All the, all the it came out on Peacock. It. it came out. It's on Peacock. I at saw the same that. Time it's in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Is so. it is it extra to watch it? Comcast employee is it I, extra to watch that movie? I don't know. I don't think it is because my. I girlfriend and her one son watched it on Friday. So that's crushing, by the way. That's going to make a hundred million this week. It was at seventy-eight million on the op- on opening night. That's doing, and all the kids, like all the kids, know Five Nights at Freddy's. Like a bunch of kids classes turn in Five Nights at Freddy's stuff. Like it's a, it's what we've been asking for. It's a property. It's based on a kind of like video game, but like it's not from our generation. Yeah, but they've and already had a few before kids. that. Banana, the banana splits, and a few other. It's similar. Five it Nights at Freddy's, that's why her son wanted to watch it. He's 19. He grew up with Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Yeah. This is for the bad splits was for people like you guys that grew up in the like children of the 70s, right? Like the, the Five Nights at Freddy's, similar in plot. It's evil showbiz pizza, essentially. That's for the Zier. There's the, I don't know if they're Gen Z. It's for the kids. It's the kids of today. Are they yeah. Gen by, Z? By I'm the, the way, teacher, I should know. Randy says, Tomorrow? Thermometer on that is twenty six percent. The audience score is eighty nine percent. Yeah, are, pretty... are you telling me? Are you telling me a horror movie about animatronics gone wild is not doing well with the critics? The hell you say? <laughs> uh, by the, the way, Randy says say. uh, on the lines of TikTok, he says not oh. anymore. Now TikTok is about news and cooking shows and very little ass shaking. I'm both impressed and disappointed <laughs> to hear that. Yes. Also, Ape at Ray said they should try making good ones. Ooh. Dude, Ray always boils it down, man. Yeah. And Dave Capacho says, because the characters are reach characters, give me a Batman movie, not these shit secondhand characters. Yeah. To be fair, that's we a had recurring a, theme. We had a Flash movie that, that, which was essentially a Batman movie that failed miraculously this summer. Yeah. Yeah. That was right after some other really crappy DC movies. Oh, I don't too. believe me. They've poisoned the well, but the movie all stuff wasn't terrible i don't think it was as bad as people made it out to be but it wasn't like amazing either and then finally over on youtube where i think a lot of people are watching us right now at geo geoth g-e-o-t-h 2675 said jesus yes give me a good caesar movie or alexander the great or hell anything else at this point no offense to the superhero crowd though I don't know why you're watching uh, that show. Here's the thing. Did you guys see the like Oliver Stone's Alexander the Great movie with Colin Farrell? Came out about 15 years no. or so ago. There's a reason you've never saw it. Ah. Uh, uh, it sucks. Um, sucks back. Luo5870 said, because super movie, superhero movies have become a, uh, underpowered woke political bullshit. No, that's... No, I don't think that's no. the problem. I wonder, what guy, uh, I wonder what that guy's watching on TV right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> Henry no. Mickelson said, I feel like the superhero movies feel so similar. Yeah, that's true. They are. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he does, he's got a point there. Like yeah, they've got their they got the recipes. They got the they got the tropes. All movies have tropes. Horror movies all feel the same. Cowboy movies feel the same. Like it is what it is. Yeah, I, I don't I can't argue that point. And then mm. finally, Night Shooter 4951 says, repetitive maybe. My me personally, I won't go unless my father or brothers want to go. That, and I'm always looking why why spend money when I can just wait and it's on 
TV or I can stream it for free. A lot of people have that uh, that mentality now. The, uh, the pandemic really changed how we watch mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that and the economy sucks. So <laughs> people are trying to save money and it's like they need and, a good reason to go out anymore. Yeah, and even tickets, just a ticket. Like it used to be just the concession stand. But the tickets are also very expensive, especially like you want to bring a family of four you're going to pay close to a hundred bucks in just the tickets alone. And that's the thing. You can spend a hundred bucks to go to the movies or save that hundred bucks. So you can buy groceries. A hundred bucks would be like three months, three months on your, on your, was it a subscription? Here's the thing. We talk about this. We blame, well, it's the economy. It's this, and it's that Taylor Swift put out an, a documentary movie, a rock concert movie that is not affiliated with any studio. And it made a shit ton of money. Five Nights at Freddy's is going to make a hundred million dollars this weekend on a budget. That's a fraction of the size. If people want to Barbie Oppenheimer, if people want to Hey, classy, what's up? If people want to see the movie, they will go see the movie. They all, it, it can like, anytime you blame the economy, you're lying to yourself. They're lying to yourself. If you if people don't want to, if people want to see your product, they will find the money to see your product. You can't you know blame that? piracy. Can't blame in this shit. All you can look at is saying we didn't do a good enough job. We didn't do a good enough that, job. That doesn't remind me. Like movie ticket sales are usually up when there is a recession or a depression, or things are bad, because people are looking for diversion. Yeah. But again, like. It's not going to be quite the same because we have other options like streaming and such now. But again, we didn't have the, in the past. The reason why things are down, and I think this has been proven, is because for the longest time, this is again the market is what it is. When I say this, is like the studios they provide what they think the market wants, and for the longest time, franchises is what the market wanted. Just yeah. the first year, seen, and again, it's interesting because now we're two years out of the pandemic, right? And they were really keeping things stable with just these franchises. It's remember people which that was thing. That's the reason people. That's why the reason why the snobs hate the superhero movies because the artsy fartsy things weren't getting made, even though Scorsese just put out another six hour movie. But they're failing now. That's the story of 2021. The franchise movies failed. What struck Barbie Oppenheimer? This Five Nights at Freddy's is going to win a lot of. Is going to be a big movie. I'm telling you guys this right now. Like like Classy's take here. If the movie is less than an hour and 30 to 40 minutes, then the ticket should be cheaper. A longer film that's over two hours than the ticket should be a little more. It's not, a, mean, bad, the, it's not a bad take. Yeah, but uh, studios will cut a movie down just so it can be it shown more times. No, right, so they can make more money. That yeah. would actually be a right. better way for them to go. And I'm surprised that that's not a thing. Because they are, think about it. If you got a three-hour movie as compared to a two-hour movie, think about the, the less amount of times that, that can be yep. sold. And the reason why the superhero movies got longer is because they were selling so much. Yep. And it was worth it because they were having the return business, so you could do that, so it wasn't hurting them as much. And that's why and, I honestly feel like that's why they've edited the Marvels down to under two hours, so they can yeah. get more sales. Yeah. And check me on this. I think. I will check. I think the re the reason again why we are going with their like the studios are going with all these franchises and making sequel after sequel to sequel is also related to the problems that SAG AFTRA and the Writers Guild were having, which is all they all the studios want is money going to these CEOs. They don't and because they're just so focused on money, they're only gonna go with things they know are sure things. 
Yeah, but it's always been. Although they've created their own problem because it used to be a sure thing with um, a sequel, and now they've pushed sequels so bad and they're just pushing out crap now. Nobody wants to go to see these anymore. Like, they won't take... they. I know movies, they say movies cost so much that they can't take a chance on something original. A24 then, does all the time. A24 right, makes exactly. movies, they keep it cheap, they keep yeah. it relatively cheap, and their movies make money. They put out this, the, have you guys seen the trailer for The Iron Claw? You guys know that's uh, going to be something that's going to be close to me because it's a wrestling movie. They're putting out a, a, right, a, right. a biopic about the Von Eric family, Zach Efron and yep. uh, Jeremy Allen White. And it looks fantastic. And A24 it was also, A24 was not, was not picketed by the writers and the actors because they were already paid. They agreed to the pay raises and yeah. stuff right off the A24 bat. A24 is like, yeah, sure. We're, what do you guys want? Because they do a lot of star-driven stuff. Like A24 is closer to what the model used to be, yeah. right? They do have a yeah. lot of star-driven stuff. They do stuff that's cheaper. They are, they're an indie kind of, they're a fancy indie. They take like risks. them in Blumhouse. They do take risks. Like I said, I'm going to go see the Iron Claw this Christmas when it comes out. Like them and Blumhouse are the ones that are like succeeding because their movies aren't stupid expensive. Like Blumhouse is be like they'll they knock out a couple horror movies a year that all do really well at the box office, except for The Exorcist one. The Exorcist one fails. Why? Because audiences are sick of franchises. They're sick. Of, they're telling you this. I'm not making this up. We're finally seeing this. Audiences are finally sick of being given the same thing. Just yeah. look at the box office returns, man. Yep. Yeah, that's true. All right. I think that is enough on this topic. It's a great topic, Dave. Really so, is. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we will be talking about it again soon. Oh, I guarantee I'm, it. I, I'm sure. In fact, I think it's gonna tie a little more into our main topic. Until then, if you'd like to follow us on social media and be part of social media madness, here's a good friend Don to tell you more. How's the show going? You join it? Do you want to be part of social media madness? And go ahead and head over to superherospeak.com, where you can find all the social links, episodes of the show. You can find comic reviews by Chris and other articles. We're posting stuff on there all the time. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Great shows like the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, So Wizard, and Superhero Speak. Hashtag GW All-Stars and you will not be disappointed. So make sure that you are engaging with the Superhero Speak Twitter post whenever they come up. Give us your best comment, and you may make JD say this. I get so I, tired of these <laughs> dumb motherfuckers. I, All right, it's back to the show. I get so animated sometimes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I miss uh, Don. I miss Don. Just his presence, his voice. I miss his show. I wish we could have more Don. We all want more Don. I like Don. Don should come on the show. Don should come on the show. It's been like a year plus. Yeah, but he mm. said Sundays are bad. I know. I know. So we're miss, moving to Tuesday. I miss my friend. I <laughs> could not do that. Mm. <laughs> All right. You're here. Oh, wait. What did Clancy just say? Studio should hire me a good amount of pay to provide them help, help, but I will not live in California. You drive a hard bargain, my man. Yeah, I don't. But Clancy, they, they could hire a bum off the street and make a more wanted movie than they no i don't i don't agree with that making movies is hard it's a hard there's a lot of like movies that cost a lot of money to make that suck there's no guarantee like it's a tricky thing to make a movie sometimes people can do it for cheap and it works but a lot of times they can't it's bad like it's just there's 
it's there's far more hits than misses with filmmaking. There really is. It's just it's a hard process. And trust me on that. When I speak from experience, it's hard. I made bad movies. You know what else is tricky? Drinking liquid while holding your nose. No, getting oh. subscribers. So while you're here, if not hit yet, if you're not subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button. Click that bell for notifications. Bell. Bing, 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 bing. Um, also, click the like button. Leave a comment. If you're watching this, especially after the fact, it helps the algorithm. And uh, yeah, you won't miss us when we go live if you subscribe. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We just got a new one today. Oh, good. And awesome. I'm proud because I suggested one of the clips that's in this commercial. Oh, God. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Here Some we go. Podcast. I like this. You seem like you work hard in bed. I have to. Are you into her having an it's not my kink. I couldn't care for it as much as I know they don't come back if you don't. Really? Yeah. If you don't make them, they don't come back. Mm. They tell their friends the next day he was great. Girls say he's great chat. or bad in bed is whether or not they had a. You want a good review in their group chat? I Ryan. don't always expect to have one. Maybe this is like a generational thing. I don't either. Thing. I'm a big faker. <laughs> I appreciate that. Guys are offended. I'm like, thank you. I stopped <laughs> faking a while ago because I can't respect you if you bought that performance. <laughs> And some podcasts are like this. How do you just put a gas station somewhere? Where do they get the gas? There's grass right there, right? Under that grass, mud. Where's the oil? Listen, don't let me finish. That was not there. There was nothing there but open terrain and land. And they just decided, hey, we're going to put a gas station here. How do they put down the gas pumps? And then they just put a wire down or a tube down there. And then all of a sudden, magical gas pops up. How do they get the I'm gas? i take your beanie off and reset you. There's no way that you are this naive to the world. Okay, where's the tub of gas, right? There's huge tanks at the bottom that they built, like massive tanks. And every night, maybe not every night, but every night, every other night. So the tank's already there? No, they build the tank. You build a swimming pool? You're dumb. You don't have a pool in your backyard. It's grass and dirt. You dig a big hole, then you lay it with concrete. Insert pool. You don't have tanks. You clear the ground. Dig hole, build said tanks, build gas stations. How big are the tanks? They're massive. Mm, that's anticlimactic. But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. Anti-Grizzly goes to the fucking director. That's, come on, bro. Yeah, that's, that's like, classless. Come on. Assless. Based, based on the truth, do something. Just make a documentary if you're going to be that guy. Just be a, just be that guy. No, dude. The documentary. The, check it out. The editor was like, yo, I got to tone this down a bit. And the director was like, bitch, what are you doing? You're killing the movie. The editor tried. The editor was the last line to fix. Dude, this is ridiculous. And also, I'm not playing his music 85,000 times. Play the damn thing one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Play it so I can finish. (laughs) Real talk. I was getting snacks humming this shit. Like, God Damn it! I heard it all day long. That's it was all day long. You are now listening to Call 45. This is Beat'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also, check out our YouTube for that sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. Messages. We'll be right back. Okay, 
So I wasn't sure which hijack movie they were talking about until they made the joke about the theme song. And then I immediately went, oh, they're talking about Delta Force. <laughs> because if you've ever seen Delta Force, they do. They play that theme song no less than 87 times throughout the course <laughs> of that movie. And I'm not going to lie. I fucking love it. I think Delta Force for a movie about a very difficult subject matter. And maybe now is not the best time to talk about the subject matter of Delta Force, quite frankly. But it's a fun 80s cheesy golem globus movie that being said what the hell was that second episode was that second clip oh they they gotta be faking it all right so first that was the first that was the first clip john no there's no way anybody's that stupid that i was on facebook that came up in my reels the second one the the gas station one and i sent it to randy right away and i'm like you've got to do new do a new ad and include this that that so, could say I already had this one in the chamber, Dave. Great minds. That yeah. was, that I know, was... yeah, because he was like done, and then five minutes later he sent me an email. So it's like, okay, yeah, you must have had it ready dude, to go. But dude, I, this person has a following, right? And so I don't know who that guy is. I'm fortunate that I saw that person for the first time. So my feeds are clean enough where I don't get to see someone this stupid on a regular basis. But this is clearly a dipshit. And his friend, who has him on his podcast, so clearly they know each other, says, you are a fucking dipshit. This guy really thinks that they just stick hoses in the ground to create gasoline and is wondering that there's a conspiracy behind So not only are you an idiot, but you're a conspiratorial idiot. Who is that dumb motherfucker? You know what? But uh, This is not the podcast, but that goes to a whole bigger issue of there's a younger generation that doesn't understand the supply chain and they don't understand where things come from. And they don't like, understand critical thinking. Is well, no, here's the thing. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a generation thing because there's a lot of stupid motherfuckers. It's just now would they have access to the internet and can broadcast their idiocy on a wide level and get they way more followers to. than we do for some reason. I know. Just... And that's the, that's the worst <laughs> part about it is I'm like, I've never been this stupid. I'm pretty stupid, but I've never been that stupid. And that guy gets way more watches on his stuff than I. I don't understand. Variant. There's a crazy wild light. That was there's crazy. a see, There's a, a light novel called Senior Variant. It was released a oh, long or, ago, but there has not been translated yet. I don't know what class he's talking about. I guess that's for John. Thanks, classy. I got nothing. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm like, going to be humming the theme song from Delta Force all night long. That, I just. <laughs> but you're right. Like. It, it just it, there are that's the problem with the internet everyone was given a voice and nobody it used to be hard to get a voice you either yep. had to be really smart or really fucking stupid to get a voice now you just got to be or just stupid enough to be like wow you're really dumb i think i'm gonna start watching that first show because every time that comes on i'm wildly entertained by the conversations these people have i may have to I listen think, to that podcast i, I think the Dun- biggest- dunning kruger is alive that's all i have to say it's one of those things where it's not only is he an idiot and he's on a platform and it's probably got more viewers and followers than we do. He's then mm-hmm. spreading the stupidity. I know. That's the problem is he tells like 10 people and if four of them are like, yeah, he's got a point. Then you're really fucked. Yeah. Uh, Kassan says, no, they really don't understand the supply chain. They don't know where food comes from. They have a difficulty linking beef to cows. Yeah, there's some dumb fucking kids out there. Although to be fair, I think there always have been. I just think that now we get to they get yeah. to congregate in similar social circles. Yeah, you're right, Classy. That is my oh, oh. yeah, Ron Possible, Ron okay. Stoppable. All right, all right, all right. First Ron article Possible here. by the end. But... This one I found no. I found this interesting and a little dubious. 
So there's a new book that came out. It's the official timeline of the MCU. Oh, and this is a lot of people have been talking about this. And they're saying they this confirms that the Scarlet Witch died in Multiverse of Madness because it says in the book, Wanda destroys when how do you say that? When Wondergore Mountain. Wondergore. And collapses it upon herself, ending two great threats to all of the multiverse. But that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't say she died. It just has ended the threat, right. ended it at There's, that moment. But it but could say that she's dead. It doesn't yeah. say she, if it no. said she died, that would be confirmation. I think she people would have like, killed her. Would have said, yeah. No, yeah. Pull. They give her, clearly says she's dead, but also could clearly say she's not dead. It depends on if Elizabeth Olsen ever resigns contract. And I think that's the whole point. They're leaving it ambiguous on purpose, but there's so many people jumping on this gun. Oh, this confirms she died. And you know what? It really doesn't matter. Anything related to comic books, when you say a character is dead... It's only temporary. Yeah. yeah. That's I literally mean, what look, the X-Men look, is about right now. And at the end of Loki, with everything they're doing, that could be a flashpoint for the entire MCU universe. <laughs> and they're already talking about doing a soft reboot anyway. So You're not, you're not inspiring confidence in me, John. But this, but I know. I Hey... You know, it, but oh yeah, you missed following. that whole you missed that conversation last week where um it was in the hospital. They said that the Secret Wars event, whatever if I think it's a movie now, I'm not sure. That that will they, end up being either... a, a soft reboot for the MCU. That's like a rumor. crisis? Yeah. I'm done. I am done. If I have to do a crisis movie, I'm out. I quit the show. I will never watch anything comic related again. We cannot infest the normals with the worst that we have to offer. I know, right? We can't do it. We can't do it. No. Someone has to talk. That cannot be true. Time to make Aubrey Plaza the uh, Aubrey Plaza the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. yeah no, she that. would. Do I really like Elizabeth Olsen as a Scarlet Witch. She's great. Aubrey Plaza would be different. It's not older. Yeah. Too. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving right along. Aquaman 2 has been delayed by two days. <gasps> Why? No. I de- that's my question. It was originally supposed to be released was it on Wednesday. Al- now they're pushed it back to Friday. Was it? That's bad. What? No, they, not really. Friday. Don't they count on Wednesday and, thir- on Wednesday and Thursday for? Not if you sales? don't think it's JD. Stop, Kevin Feige. If I knew how to, I would have a long time ago. <laughs> it used to be. It used to be only rare things opened on Thursdays, but if you don't have the confidence, yeah, in your Wednesday Thursday that's, box office, that's my thought. They don't think it's going to do well, so they're like, Why would they? What evidence do they have to think this is going to draw? None. That's Everything they've released has been a failure, and they should not do it. I know they're all in on on gun Superman stuff, and I bet we're two years away from that. Uh, So here's the thing. In a couple weeks, we have the Marvels coming out, and then the following month, we've got uh, Aquaman coming out. I don't feel like I've been inundated with ads for either of those movies at this point, which normally, especially movies at the end of the year during the holidays, ads all over the place. No TV spots, not, not nothing on YouTube when, you know, right. Cause they yeah. normally intersperse ads, nothing on Facebook. They normally intersperse, intersperse ads there. I wonder if the That's thought them. is because we've just, we, I think we've clearly established not on this show, but I think we've all come to admit that superhero fatigue is real that I wonder if they worry, if they advertise too much, it will, pushed the audience away because the flash advertised a bunch yeah it did they and were desperate to try and touch that but that's what work. i'm getting at i kept mm. seeing flash ads constantly oh, yeah waiting, waiting for that movie to come out whereas with like, this one so i think if they i think they're trying to fly in under radar which is odd to do with a multi with a multi hundred million dollar budget yeah 
Classy says apparently in the 30s and 40s, Wednesday was the premiere day. Huh. I did not know that. I guess it makes sense. Not really, because like the matinee stuff, like Saturday was your big film day in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. Although in the 30s, you had the Great Depression to worry about, so a lot of people weren't working anyway. Oh, hmm. there you go. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Or maybe they probably found out. Maybe they probably found out. This is probably before. Okay, so we talk about the 30s. So really, what? No, cereals were in the 30s. So yeah, I'm surprised that it was Wednesdays. People work. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. News. To but me. again, I don't think DC's got any confidence in anything that they're doing right now. Oh, yeah, that's gonna tie. That's gonna tie yeah. into our lead story really well. All right, and then so Daredevil, Born Again show has landed a new sh- director and showrunner. The showrunner is Dario Scapane, Scad Scadapane, who was the writer for Punisher. Punisher, yes. Yeah, and the directors are Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who are the team that's directing Loki. It's a good start. I think I so. Want, I, I fear this because God, I really love that Daredevil show. I just don't want Feige to this. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. I just don't want Feige to fuck it up. <laughs> Though, isn't that the whole point? He stopped what they were doing because he didn't yeah. like what they were doing and said, let's make it better. And now he gave one of their best loved series, The Punisher, the, the writer, and then the directors from Loki, which people are liking right now. But can I trust Kevin Feige right now? Can As I trust much, that his instincts are correct? I think it's a matter of he's overworked and spread too thin. I agree with you. At least Aquaman 2 will be released five days before Christmas Day. It will be. I'll yeah. be watching The Iron Claw. By, by the way, some numbers on the DC movies. They're not good. Fla- the, fla- the Flash, the production budget was $200 million. The worldwide box office as of now is only $266 million. The one that surprises me is Blue Beetle was $120 million, and worldwide box office was $128 million. Because that was actually a good movie. That is a movie that was I just tanked by, that is guilt by association. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Find Fury of the Gods is right I think that movie will find an audience on streaming and will be looked. I think that movie will be something that in a few years' time people will look back fondly on Blue Beetle. It depends on how much of their streaming. Wonder Woman 1984, $200 million production budget, $166 million worldwide. Okay, Wonder Woman's different because that was 2020 and that went right to that one right to max. That's I think that you can't include anything like anything that came out in 2020, late 19. Well, even part of 2021 is like you have to judge that differently, especially anything that went straight to streaming. Yeah, you can't include. And don't get me wrong, Wonder Woman 2020 was maybe the first superhero movie that I went like that. I was yeah. like disappointed, looked forward to, and was disappointed with. Right. Because just anyway, we all knew that was going to yeah. suck. But I thought like that would be interesting. Like the Flash it really it it only made 66 million, and I think that's just enough to. But it did pay make off money. the story made. For, they're going to use accounting math, like all these things. Okay, here's the thing. Every movie loses money somehow because you need the write-off. There's Hollywood accounting that can make sure everything's okay. That being said, Warners needed a hit this year, and they got one, but it wasn't from DC. Barbie. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they've got the Batman movie. Part Two coming out in 2025, so we don't know about that. But Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, 2020. I mean, DC's had this, like, Warners had this weird year where they've had so many losses. Like so many misses, but they had the biggest hit of the year. So is it a win or a success, or do you call, I, do you call it a push? I don't no. think I don't think one win with all the losses they've had is enough. I don't know. They made a billion, so 
Yeah, that but was... how much did they lose on all these other movies? I think Do they the lost math. a billion. I'm pretty sure they lost a billion on all the other did movies. They lose... Did they lose on all those? John, didn't John just give you, us the... You gotta go, you've got to go back to at least Shazam. I mean, not Black Adam. Yeah. Because they, uh, they've, they've all lost yeah. money. They've all... Every, Black, every DC Black movie... Adam production budget. budget was $200 million. Worldwide was three hundred and ninety million. Black okay, Apple. but now you okay. So now you add in the marketing budget, and you probably maybe you broke even, maybe. Right. And then Shazam, Fury was, of the Gods. Sh- well, yeah. Shazam, we, uh, with the Shazam. Fury of the Fury of the Gods was one hundred twenty-five million for the budget, and it made one hundred thirty-two million. Yeah, so that's a loss, right? There. That's a loss with production yeah. budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which with is funny because the original Shazam was made for eighty-five million. All and the, the pro- box office was box office all the yeah. production budget always goes up with the sequel. Everybody comes back because they can get paid more. Yeah, but, even uh, Universal it, lost money because of Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. Everyone lost money this year. Yeah, everyone, but except A twenty four and maybe Blumhouse might have lost money on this Exorcist piece of shit. Hmm. Barbie was it did. That's why Dwayne has got in trouble this last year. <laughs> Barbie was. Let me see where the hell they put these numbers. The worldwide box office for Barbie was one billion four hundred and forty four 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 hundred and forty one million. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And I don't see uh, the production budget. That movie. The uh, production had a lot budget of- was one hundred and fifty one million. That is a win. Oh God, yes. <laughs> that is a win. You made a billion dollars more than your budget plus marketing campaign, which they had a good one, but I don't think they went. They did. They did not have the marketing budget that the Flash had. But they I didn't guarantee. They didn't I guarantee. Need it. I guarantee when they went into 2022, they budget, they projected all of those movies were going to make close to a billion dollars. They're dumb. I don't know why they would think that. You might be right, but they're, they have no reason to so, think that because nothing so they've done. So in corporate math, they've lost way more than they possibly. Yeah. yeah. They'll, said, they'll do the court, they'll do the Hollywood math and it'll all be a failure. But again, they've never had a movie that made a billion dollars. Justice League didn't make a billion dollars. Aquaman. Batman, Superman. Did, did Aquaman, Aquaman make a billion dollars? Aquaman, Aquaman wound up worldwide with $1,143 million. Well, that's and a production budget that's of $160 million. Million. That's a hit, actually. But that's it. Nothing else has been that level of a hit. Yeah, Batman v Superman still made $872 million off of $263 million. Yeah, but they also the, the studios also get their monies back from the from streaming rights and all kinds of other stuff. So they yeah, basically yeah. what they lose in ticket sales they make up for and other stuff. One okay, Batman v Superman did okay, but I think after Batman v Superman, people learned. Bat they okay, here's the thing. What did Batman v Superman make? It was like six. It wasn't like seven hundred billion or seven hundred million. It was eight hundred and seventy-two million yeah. worldwide. Should have been hundred billion. Should oh yeah, no that that should have been one billion. 872 yeah. but it, yeah yeah, yeah. that should have batman versus superman should have mowed down all kinds of box office records and all it mowed down was my patience and tolerance for existence and everyone else's too oh it was so bad it's the, like i'm hard on everything right now but nothing is as bad as batman versus superman yeah look at these numbers they just they've just gotten worse and worse all dc right. because of batman versus superman mm. all right let's end with the news with one good Good. We didn't uh, talk about you guys didn't. Lego? You guys didn't talk about. Hold on. We talked about Warner. I thought we were going to get into the fact that the story is that David. The rumor going around is they're going to sell Warner Brothers to Universal. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that after. Oh, I'm sorry. Piece. I thought you were going to say the last story. <laughs> I don't have my notes open. The computer is streaming. <laughs> a ten-minute Batman and Superman fight over a three-hour film. Martha. Yeah. <laughs> that ended with them screaming Martha. 
All right. The last bit of news is um, all right. So, so I like the Peter and MJ relationship in the comics. Do you like the Peter and MJ relationship, JD? It's the foundation of great comic book romances. Yes, and and so, so do you, John. Yeah, it's like Superman and Lois. Like so, apparently, hmm. in the Ultimate Universe relaunch, Peter and MJ are married and have a family. Mm-hmm. So basically, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse basically showed them that yes, you can have a Spider-Man with a kid and have it have people love it. <laughs> as long as it's not your current Spider-Man. Although I don't know why we need two young Spider-Men in the main universe now. Having Peter and Miles fulfill that role seems a bit over. Exactly. Like you can me. have. Having Peter as the older mentor with a family and maybe less likely to do dangerous things and let Miles do the more crazy stuff. I think No, I think you still need to do crazy stuff, but that's like the source of drama is I have the kid at home. I think that absolutely because I prefer Classy. Black Cat versus Spider-Man. Sp- Black Cat doesn't like Spider-Man. Yeah. Black Cat doesn't like Peter Parker. That's doesn't the like gimmick. Peter Parker. She only likes yeah. Spider-Man. That's she only wants point. to get Spider-Man. He takes out the mask. She gets turned off. You, the yeah. relationship can't work. All they can do is fuck. Like, Normally you put the mask on to turn. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the, that's the relationship. That's always been since 1982. That's been the relationship. Mm, yep. Like, um, no, I think that because Miles was such a success and transferring him into the 616 was a good move, that you could age Spider-Man a little bit, but Marvel won't let it happen. Which, and if you read a lot of their comics now, it's not a lot of, not a lot of great Marvel comics that aren't called X-Men right now. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully Hickman I, can do something with this. I was about to say, I think this was a brilliant move on Hickman's part. And I think we're going to prove this. Maybe I'm wrong. I think this will prove people love that relationship and it'll be. Uh, oh, people do. That's. But that's the thing, though. Nick Spencer's the culmination of Nick Spencer's run. And when he was writing Spider-Man, Peter and MJ were back together. They were just they were dating. They weren't married. But like the culmination of his run was undoing one more day and understanding. And it was a great end. Like, I'm not a huge Nick Spencer fan, but I loved the end of his Spider-Man run where the entire like they gave reason for why Mephisto was so quick to do the deal. Is right. Like, do you guys see this? Did you guys read this? I think we talked about it on the show. But yes, we have like, yeah, the whole reason why Mephisto had to do this is because Spider Girl was going to defeat him. Yeah, which ties into why he positioned himself as the, as their little girl, and it really it took a bad story. It didn't make it better, but it gave so much more. It gave so much more nuance and subtlety to it. It's one of the best. I don't know if you call it a retcon because that's just what comics does. Is you pile on the stuff later on but it was such a great little bow to the end of that story but it's they're one trying of my to do star wars just trying, yeah. trying, to, mm-hmm. trying to give more, more meaning to the to yeah. the sequels but so well it works so well it's such a good and it's really goes back to the whole thing is about norman's a piece of garbage right yeah. and it was i highly recommend if you even if you never read any of spencer spider-man read the last like year it was excellent excellent comics yeah i can't disagree with that yeah i'm i am and the funny thing is I've been out of comics. I haven't bought anything in a while, especially because of the stuff they've done to Peter. But I think I'm definitely going to pick this up. I am, you know, too. I, and I was turned off by the idea of the new Ultimates, but it's I want to read this, though. So I loved Ultimate Spider-Man. I was telling Andy about this the other day. Like, the Bendis Bagley run on Spider-Man, on Ultimate Spider-Man, is, like, one of the best runs on a comic book from just a solid, one solid creative team. Like, they're on that book for something like 120 issues just Something the two like of them like it was great and it's really good comics and then it's okay when, when it's not as good when bagley leaves and then they bring miles in it's like the whole thing is you get like the birth and death of peter parker 
and it's like when peter dies in the ultimate universe like that's one of the most like it's undervalued now because of what a tremendous success miles morales has been i don't think it's an overestimation to say miles morales is the most successful comic character created in the 21st century from the big two name another name a better one you got yeah, popular you ones like what deadpool is... came out in the, deadpool and harley quinn came out in the 90s yeah exactly. but not only did not only was miles created in the 2000s he was created in 2011 or 2012 something like that he's a smash hit like miles works because... like the only other punchline yeah then Miles? No. No. Maybe Kamala? No. My, look at Spider-Verse. Like, Miles is a cultural touchstone now. Yeah. yeah. Like, as much as Peter is to, the, like, the world. And I was, believe me, I did not love the fact that they killed Peter and was going to bring him in. I thought the whole thing seemed gimmicky at the time. I was wrong. I was wrong. That's It was good comics. And they managed to take a great concept that Brian Bendis created and make it better in the movies. Because they are. Those in the Spider-Verse story is better than the miles origin from the comics it just is like damian wayne is cool but he was also not as big a character as miles morales like no. miles morales is far and away the most successful character and damian's awesome don't get me wrong love damian wayne Stat- Static shock's another one that's good Static it's shock's just from that 1992 never... uh, and i think yeah and damian wasn't meant to stick around but people liked them so they could. it worked yeah damian was like a happy accident yeah miles was a gamble miles was a big gamble for marvel really was Miles has video, video games, video games, video yeah. games and movies and cartoon shows like Miles. Is, like I said he's a pop culture juggernaut, but because he's become that, why can't we let Peter Parker be what he was again? You don't yeah. have to chase the ghost. You don't have to chase the ghost of Steve Ditko and John Romita with Peter Parker because we have Miles that can tread all this ground yep. in a new way. Yep. So why? Like, why can't Peter be in his 30s now? Yeah. Because that's what the fan base wants. But again, nope. Marvel's writers, the people who write and edit Marvel, are dudes that you have to, like, that are stuck chasing stuff in the 70s that can't let the character grow up a little bit because, I don't know, man. I don't know. Not happy. I think the Skeletons book's going to be pretty good, though. I really do. Yeah. The only good thing about Miles is Rio Morales. I don't know about the only good thing. I love Miles Morales. I got a kid who's sleeping next door to me who... Um, thinks Miles Morales is the coolest thing in the whole world. Yeah. Like the fact, the fact that a little blonde haired blue eyed kid can look up to a black Latino superhero as the awesomest thing in the world is a nice grand statement on where we've come as pop culture. Yeah. That's a- I think one of the things that people have always said that not Peter or Miles, the reason Spider-Man has always been such a popular character is because his costume completely covers him. So you can imagine mm-hmm. anyone can imagine Anybody. themselves in that costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the beauty of Spider-Man. Yep. And like, and it works. It turns out inverting the color scheme also works. <laughs> yep. All right. We're going to take a real quick commercial break. And a be third? right back. No, second. This is our third. No. Oh, we don't count the down one? The down stuff doesn't count as commercial? No, nah, that's not a commercial. Oh, okay. All right. And we'll be right back with our main topic. Wow, the stinger. Timmy, I'm from the Dream Come True Fantasy Contest. You ready to wrestle? You bet. Mom, Dad, it's really him. Hold on, hold on. Okay, now I'm ready. Yeah! Oh! Ah! Ah! It looks so real. Yeah! Don't count on Sprite to do anything but quench your thirst. Wanna go to our After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> I love the kids screaming in the background. It's oh god. I want to look at this. Okay. Uh, nice. Well, yeah, give them. 
Jeff, a little something on right here. Wait, we, right here. Yeah, some, some, yeah just, just you can't, you can't in see this me. general area. Can't see area, me. You know. <laughs> well, this is like now most we, the acting in the Michael Myers movies. Is the guy just tilts his head like a dog? Yeah. I mean, you get like reactions from it. That's all you can really do in an expressionless white mask. No, I had that idea when Dave, yeah. I saw Dave put on the Sting commercial again. I'm like, I'm going to put on my Sting mask. That's oh. all the expression you can do in a William Shatner mask. I feel like oh, hey, William yeah. Shatner from the Devil's Reign mask specifically. Yep. Let's get let's get granular. Anime changed me for the worst. Anime is a mistake. Oh, oh, that's not me, but that's Frosty who said that. Oh, that oh, hurts. Excuse me, Ulysses said that. <laughs> why? Why would you say something like that? How could you, you say something like the where crow. the hentai exists? Jeez, I did the crow. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. This is not the crow. This is Sting. <laughs> it's totally separate. There was no influence whatsoever from the crow on Sting. (laughs) It's a very natural progression for a guy who has a blonde crew cut, blonde, to look like this shortly after. (laughs) It's nothing to do with the crow. Nothing whatsoever. (sighs) I picked that commercial because I think that's the future of Warner Brothers, that little kid. All right. What's the class saying here? Dave, please take that down. Anime has so much fan service and freaking high and tie LMAO. Okay, we are flag on the play. Anyway, Warner Brothers. So this has been going around for a while now that uh, the rumor is they're going to be bought by Universal. And John, you want to fade out of this one? Because Universal is Comcast. There are things I can say and things I can't. I'm pretty sure I know where the line is. Fair. Okay. Just want to make sure you don't get yourself in trouble. Actually, you could just actually start this off by saying, I'm a low-level employee to Comcast, and I really fucking don't know anything that goes on above me. Ruin the gimmick. I'm, I, at first, neither of those remarks are true. I, oh, I'm oh. a systems architect at Comcast. Who yeah. The framework that the billing system, system runs on. System but, architects uh, are a dime a dozen. But uh, no, but yeah, and I know certain things. I've heard certain things. I can't. I won't say anything that I know. And most of what I know from that side is rumor. I, I am plugged well, into the. I, Here's the Let's thing, just, when I did a little bit of research, there's nothing really from the Comcast Universal side. This is well, Warner no, they, Brothers. they are very good at keeping These stuff are people on the Warner Brothers side saying, yeah, we're getting ready to be bought, and we're pretty sure it's Universal that's buying us. Yeah, that's... Well, <laughs> that's the rumor, I just lost John. Did I lose you guys? No. no, no. no sorry. John hiccuped on my end. Uh, anyway, the rumor that's been flying for the last year or so, probably since around the, the WBD merger, was that... Zasloff wanted to architect another merger with Comcast. I thought yeah. I'm, when I heard that, I'm like, that's too big. The government's never going to let that fly. That's just too much. I didn't think that was possible. However, the idea of him spinning off and selling Warner Brothers specifically to Universal, like the Warner yep. Brothers, not War- the Warner Brothers, were talking about film, the Warner Brothers film studio, very similar to how Fox sold off 20th Century Fox to Disney. And kept Warner. Randy says, coming soon. Justice League versus Fast and Furious. Maybe. So the idea that Zaslav is not a film guy. Yeah. Like a lot of his moves are very, he's a reality TV guy. And that they uh-huh. show the discovery side of that. So I don't think he's truly passionate about the film end of this plot. But I think they were interested in it because DC could be a moneymaker. That has not happened. I was about to say, bought them and then look at all the DC movies since he bought them. A lot of a lot of that stuff predates him, right? Is they bought this, looking oh. at all the stuff we have. Look at all this stuff we have, and because the merger happened in twenty twenty two, 
So Frost says that would be dope though. Superman leather jacket riding a motorcycle. We've had that actually. That's been a thing. That, that's um, called Lobo, but <laughs> yes, yeah, well, it was also the nineties. So, oh, yeah, you know, we true. we had that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. After like, death of Superman. Correct. No, that's the thing is, I think this could happen. Like he's got no, because DC has been nothing but a millstone around them, and plus. The president of DC Comics, the the one in the war, not the publisher, not the editor in chief, but the head, the former, the person who took Diane Nelson's job, Pam Griff, Pam Gifford, she's gone now. So that's it's funny because it leaves a lot of questions, like tons. So first off, yeah, if they're just selling the movie division and anything what that falls under Warner Brothers, yeah, right, because that's that would be the comics as well, right? So it would be mm-hmm. everything. But not Harry only Potter that, too. Harry Potter. There's a lot of stuff. Not only that, so does that mean but the HBO stuff they'll keep? Yeah, they'll probably keep that because they want the channel. I imagine now here's what I imagine. I imagine they sell, but they want the right to distribute. Like not distribute, but they they're gonna keep some deals like, hey, we're gonna sell this to you, but we also want Warner Brothers stuff streaming on our platform. Yeah, but doesn't Universal have their own streaming? They do, but they also service? there's more but there's more money in selling stuff than there is in having your own. Because Peacock, John, turn off your thing. Peacock has spent billions of dollars and is not anywhere close to making a profit. Yeah. Randy says the Fast Family are the closest thing to the Royal Flush Gang, too. Hey, that's a good point. That's actually a really good take on the Royal Flush Gang. <laughs> There's a pitch yeah, there, yeah, actually. Honestly. Zaslav started WBD in early 2023. Has it only been the year? I thought I'd been longer than a year. I thought the merger happened in April of 2022. I don't have my computer open, so I can't look that up right now. I felt like um, it was the end of 2022 is when it was finalized. Yeah, yeah, finalized. But I think I'm pretty sure they took control of everything in 2022, like spring, summer 2022. Because you could see, like and I said this, I've been talking about this for a year now, is the merger happens, rock tanks. And it never quite gets back to where it was. It's funny because now TKO, the WWE UFC combined stock that spun out of Endeavor, has also tanked and has not come back. So it's like people think these mergers are like a key to big money, but we've seen these big mergers not work. And even going back to AOL Time Warner in the nineties, like yeah. that was a disaster in and of itself. I don't think I don't think these big mergers are a successful people think. You can say, look at Disney and 20th Century Fox. Disney they didn't merge. Disney just bought it and said, This is yeah. ours now. Exactly. And that's the thing, right? Because I've been parts of mergers and and whatnot, and it's there's always we already have a department that does this, mm-hmm. so we don't need that. But it's yeah, but our department's in the middle of doing this, and there's the, all that kind of crap that goes with mergers, and it just it's not never a good and, thing. And the good stuff from the people that are getting bought usually doesn't survive because the company that bought them wants to keep its own people, correct? Not the people from the original well, company. E- so you e- lose good people. Even in a merger, they paint mergers as like, hey, we're coming together. It's two companies coming together. But in reality, there's one. Yeah, 100%. In reality, one company comes in a place of position or a strength of position. Right. Position of strength. strength. I can say that. And then one company is is almost always bigger than the other company. And in this case, it was Discovery. Yeah. That came in over Warner, which is why David Zaslav took control and why things are a lot different there than they were three years ago. But Warner, and I've said this on the show many times too, Warner Brothers has a, a long history of being bad and doing bad things and wasting money. Yeah. Like the, the amount of billions upon billions of dollars that have been wasted on unmade Superman movies is astounding, right? Like they're the way, amazing at pissing away money. Zaslov, like in 2023, Zaslov oversaw cuts to the Turner Classic Movies, known for its contributions to film preservation. Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, and Paul Thomas Anderson met with him to receive assurance that the Turner Classic Movies vault 
would be protected. He's not a great guy. He's probably he's, he's cutting CEO. money. Yeah, yeah, I know. I he's but again, they've been they have not done well since the merger, yeah. and they're gonna go. They're gonna want. Okay, here's the thing too. The people I'm talking about the NBA rights are up this year. That's the big. That's a decade. That'll be a decade. So they're all in. That's Warner Brothers' big concern. Or WBD's big concern now is securing the NBA so they can stream, so they can have full access to it. Because again, they want to bring live sports to Max. That's how they're going to save Max is live sports. So the film division is in the way, and they could sell that and use that money to help them secure a bigger deal for the NBA. You damn well better believe they're going to do that because it's not what they do. Discovery has never been in the business of making movies, and that's never been a great marriage like you just talked about, John. It's like Zaslav's getting yelled at by all these directors that he doesn't give a shit about. Also, in August 2022, Zaslav received heavy criticism for his decision to heavily shrink down the content library on the streaming service HBO Max by avoiding residual payments to be used as a tax write-off. The total accounted loss was nearly $25 billion off the company's market cap. They needed that. They needed uh, Yeah, they, had, they were sinking. But then that told all the other streaming services, oh, we can do that. And now all the other streaming services are like, and to be fair, Netflix has been doing this for a long time. And Disney's been doing this with video, with the, was it physical media, mm-hmm. where, you know, oh yeah, we've released all this stuff. You better watch it this month because it's going away at the end of the month and maybe come, maybe won't come oh. back. I'm telling you, this is not what he wants to do. I think he's going to see a chance to make a lot of money by selling Warner. And I don't like that Warner and Universal would become one studio. They probably would do it just like, okay, Comcast will leave. The two studios will run together. It doesn't work that way. Harry Potter's already in Universal's. The studios, but like Warner owns the rights to it. That's different stuff, but you're not wrong. There's something there. It's going to be, I can't see why. I can't see why they don't try to make that happen. I bet by year's end, that deal becomes through. Becomes so. All right, so the first thing is, what do you think that means for Warner Brothers if they're bought by Universal? And it, means it means they're going to combine that lot in California. means free comic books in our kitchenettes at work. <laughs> Hopefully, they- Imagine a WB Peacock. <laughs> okay, here's a question. Here's a real question. WB Channel Peacock. Let me ask my question first. Do Does that mean that like James Gunn's new DC Universe would be in jeopardy? Do you Maybe. think, because like, here's the thing, you do it now while the strike's still going on, because that means things aren't finalized yet. So it's easier to kill projects. Like you he did Batgirl and the other one, uh, the, the I mean, Scooby-Doo one. Those are different, but like one, the deal's probably going to be finalized by the end of the week to get them back. Through. Here, the thing is, even if, the, even if they're back, nothing's being done right now. So it is a time they're going to do, mo- do a monster squad. Oh, remake. God, That'd be awesome please. if they did. They've been talking about that for years. I just think this is going to happen. Now, here's the real question. Does Comcast keep DC Comics? I could not answer that, and I don't know anything about it. It's an IP farm, I, but is it valuable enough? Okay, here's something I can say. on our Comcast is losing subscribers. This was just announced in the, the, so in the round. Was it the Comcast the, cable the subscribers? Or like, we're, we're losing subscribers. We're, for cable um, or for Peacock? Internet subscribers. Internet subscribers, um, okay, okay. But the, but the thing is, like that, took, our stock took a hit last week because of That's that. Surprising. It was announced, so we lost like three, four percent. So wow, and, and and people inside are pissed because our stock options are still at the same level they were five, six years ago. If they got the comics and they could use that IP farm to 
diversify, that is probably where the company really wants to go because all these streaming services and everything and Peacock losing money, like you said, physical cable is not going anywhere fast. You're losing subscribers on that. Fast. Um, It's going fast. This 2023, more cable subscription losses than ever before. Like it's plummeting. Right. So everybody, and and, it's, and there's going to be, there's going to, we're going to hit an equilibrium because like we keep talking about all those streaming services, the prices keep going up. I Mm -hmm. think, I think Disney just announced another raise or something like all those prices, you get a certain number of streaming services. You're right back where you were with the cable bill. So that's going to hit some kind of equilibrium at some point, but I think the future is a streaming service and then Comcast just goes with selling internet access. We're talking, um, they could sell to Marvel. No, they don't want to do it to Disney and Disney. Okay, a couple things. Let's do the first one. Kassan asked, are we talking about more WD entire company or does some segment stay under the umbrella? No, not the company. There was talk about that. That was a rumor mm-hmm. that Zaslav wanted a merger. That doesn't seem to have, that doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. It like they would just sell Warner Brothers, the studio. So then it would just right. be Discovery again, but they would retain HBO, Max, all that kind of stuff. It would just be the film wing of what Warner about Brothers. Warner Brother Records? No one cares about Warner Brother Records. I don't know. I but Warner Brother Records is a is a money farm. All they do is do strikes against people on YouTube and stuff now. Yes, people. Like their whole point is keeping everybody from playing their music. The music industry, yeah, the music industry is so weird. Like film studios let you post videos and stuff like that but i don't know music is a weird entity no it would just i don't know what it'd be but it would just be they're talking about selling warner brothers specifically the film studio there's a lot of i i really hate to use executive speak but there's a lot of (laughs) synergies we have there is universal park it'd be great to start adding new stuff to that park using the water ip it's a great park 100 and warner brothers and the warner sister in in, you could see in a water you could see batman and spider-man together at the universal park which is weird but you could do that because they have a long the universal studios is a long-term deal in perpetuity with you and they wouldn't have to pay any they wouldn't have to pay the licensing rights for harry potter even though i'm sure those rights are starting to lose their value because it's been a while now that's right. I wrote Hagrid's this year, and that was packed. Let me tell you, people still dig okay. on Harry Potter stuff. But and they're but there's, they're there's talking about under, rights we don't have to pay. But there's yeah, they're doing a. There was talk of WB doing a Harry Potter thing, and then someone else had a question about why won't Marvel buy? Pull that up. Is it Randy? Uh, it's Randy. No, because Marvel's not a thing. Marvel's Marvel is a wing of Disney, and if you're following what's going on with Disney, Disney's hurting too. Disney's talking about selling ABC. Disney's talking about selling a lot of its ancillary channel television networks. Like D, like Disney's looking to be getting out of the live television business altogether. That, and also, that makes sense. As soon right. as you tried to sell them to the WB to Disney, that's when the FCC would probably get. In probably involved because that. that would be a monopoly problem. And, the, and the, the new head of that, the new head of that division of, of that bureau is way, way more on the ball than they have been in the last 50 years. I see what you're talking about. Classy is just Pinewood Studios in London's been around forever. They'd just be, they would just have space in Pinewood Studios. Yeah. I think Max and Discovery are not part of us. They are not part of us. It's just WB Studios and the publishing. And the publishing wing right now is basically DC Comics. Yeah. Netflix or Disney Plus is the most priced streamers and Max has been dethroned. Yeah. 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 Max is uh, not as expensive. I don't see how Universal would let go of Max. It's a treasure because they don't get that. That's not the deal. The deal is you get the studio. Yeah. And they're not interested. Here's the thing. These streaming services aren't making money. 
No. They're all losing. And I'm talking about billions. Mm. None of them are close to making profits. Like this is everything that's been going on right now is like you're investing in the future, right? Because the idea is this is going to be the future of how we consume television. And it's happening, but it's slow. And a lot of these companies spent a shit ton in the years of 2018 to now to build these up. So now they have to look to lessen some of the bleeding, right? So Warner's not like Max, they don't want to, they can't merge the companies and you can't sell everything. But what you can do is you can sell something that should be profitable. And that's Warner Brothers Studios, but they're not in a position to run it clearly. Like they had a big hit this year, which makes the price a little bit higher, but then you have all the stuff that's failed. So what's going to happen is you hit Warner Brothers Studios, you sell that to Universal, right? And then everyone that works for Warner Brothers Studios, bye-bye. And you you have to remember that most of the reason why all of these, all all of the money around these uh, streaming services is being shaken up is because when the pandemic hit, a lot of the economic problems hit those services. And up until then, you would say, oh, I'm going to start a streaming service. And all the investment groups would be like, oh, here's a briefcase mm-hmm. full of money. And then when the pandemic hit, a lot of economic problems came up and those investments places were like, okay, let's see our return now. Yep. And all the streaming service companies panicked. And that's they're when not in a started- position to They're not in a position to return money. And that's the problem with, with venture capital in general is venture capital yeah. comes calling and they're like, hey, we want our money back now. And then you got to, they're like the mafia. Like you have to start figuring these things out. And none of them, none of them are in a position to figure this stuff out. Like I said, Disney is Disney. And they're looking, like they're talking to Nexstar about selling ABC. That's a deal that could happen by the end of the year, right? Because they're they've got a lot invested in Disney, and they're talking about spinning ESPN off into its own thing, where ESPN would exist outside of cable, right? Which it used like, to, or it, like it's come full. Well, it's got cable, ESPN right? Plus. No, ESPN, ESPN, no, ESPN used to exist on its own, and then yeah, right? it did. But they're talking about taking it off a cable period, where ESPN would not be a cable channel. ESPN right. would just be its own thing. If you want to watch ESPN, you have to pay for ESPN Plus. That's the and, only well, place to get ESPN. And remember, like ESPN and the NFL IP and all that, it those are some of the biggest reasons why your cable bill is as big as it yeah. is when you have a cable bill is because the NFL, the MLB, NHL, and ESPN, they keep asking for more and more money. Because they're the only thing that delivers consistently. They're well, the only thing that because they, that's growing. They, yeah, but they are... It, they, Part of that problem is because they keep paying more and more to the players and you've got, they, it's way overblown at this point. But it's, it's going to get to the point where nobody can afford it. But that's what's going to break down because people are always going to want to watch football. The NFL yeah, I, I, monster. I, I know, but it's getting to a point. It's the same, it's the same problem as trying to buy a seat next to the dugout in Yankee Stadium is that everybody's getting priced out except the rich people because. That's they, not true. They, you just got to get more. It's just got Prime. Amazon just picked up the NFL. Son, there's your night footballs on Amazon, and then they charge more for other stuff. Like Amazon, oh, Amazon yeah. has a wide enough base where they can correct. But Amazon, yeah. that's who's making money right now is Amazon. Right. Everybody else is struggling except Amazon. So well, Amazon's well, they, trying Amazon, to be a big player. I know, but Amazon's going to get hit with a whole bunch of legal problems from Maybe. you know the way they treat their drivers and everybody. Maybe so. nah. Eventually, depends- Amazon will. Own- Eventually, Amazon will own everything. It, it depends on United how many Amazon, Amazon warehouses unionize. They're gonna, and they'll wind up paying more, and that's they're going to jack their rates up. What's going to happen? Prime mm-hmm. will cost more, and it's going to be like $2 more because they really don't need that much from an individual to get these things done. They're just cheap. 
Right. Yeah. But they're the ones they're trying, they're streaming. They have the money to make their streaming service a thing. Right. And they're the only ones who aren't like deficit spending. Everyone right. else well, has been deficit. Because they have this huge other Amazon. operation they can pull right. money from. Yeah. And they said that yeah. them getting the, them getting the NFL is big boy. Like them and YouTube TV has has a Sunday ticket. So the streamer, the 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 good streamers, I yeah, I Samson, I said class, that. Yeah, it, it's going to be idiocracy, classy, in, but in, instead of Walmart, it was Shell oh, Oil before that. Like it's, it's not like be, been owned by companies forever. It's going to be it's going to be what you call it, Demolition Man. But instead of every restaurant's Taco Bell, Taco Bell, every, everything yeah, is Amazon. Same mm-hmm. as idiocracy type of thing. And you yeah. still get the runs. Yeah, I fully expect this deal to happen with Warner and Universal, unless something changes, which again, stuff can always change, but it's it makes too much sense right now because Universal, they aren't in a phenomenal spot with their film division. Do you, they, what I'm saying, do you think yeah. it hurts any of the projects currently? Yeah, I do, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Because like John said, when like we all talked about, when you, when mergers happen, you don't keep everybody. You got those yeah. people. So a lot of the, it'll hurt at the executive level more than anything. But I do think James Gunn gets a shot. Yeah, no, I agree with that because I think the, people at the moment people he's the only hope for the yeah. DC movies to make. And money. he's got and he's succeeded a lot. Yeah. So and that's what Hollywood cares about. I'm having a hard time understanding how streaming services with 100 million subscribers during 15 months isn't making money. Even Max is around because it costs billions to get it started. Like like a, a, a Peacock isn't sorry, John. Peacock isn't close to making a profit. Not even close. The other thing would be like executive pay is 300 to a thousand well, times what problem. it is for normal. And that's, right. Yeah. Like the biggest problem right now is the top layer of management I, is, get, is milking everything so hard. I, I think it's, I think that's part of it, but I think there's a lot more to it as well. There's more to it. Yeah. I, I, because I know. But the, one of the bigger problems is that if you're, you're only somebody $60 million a year, if you're only, if you're only income, your only income for the, the platform is the subscriber. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. $150 million, or I'm sorry. Peacock don't have 100 million subscribers. They have 80 at tops. Right. So they're under 100 million. 15 bucks a month, crunch the math. That doesn't get you to billions of dollars. Exactly. And then what does it cost to produce a TV show? What does it cost to to buy a movie? And you're not putting commercials on it like you used to do on TV. You're putting what, they are now. They're well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and yeah. we were just reading all of those DC movies cost $200 million, mm-hmm. like to make. Each one. And so you're not making. If I watch five DC movies on a platform in a month, they're not. They're that's not fifteen dollars that can be divided up into all those. Once you divide it up, fifteen dollars exactly. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Like where when it goes to the movies, that's I have to pay ten dollars every time I go see. And that's the thing is this made sense when just Netflix was in this business. Yeah, but then everybody's oh, we can get in this business too, and they didn't realize they cut out the revenue stream. But Netflix is still doing okay. Last but night. also, Netflix didn't start mm-hmm. off with any original programming; it was just no. like right. a competitor to Blockbuster. They but now they're doing movies. original programming too, and they're still doing okay. Like they're doing they okay. apparently seem to know what they're doing. They're doing yeah. okay, but they're they didn't spend as much to get started, right? They've slowly right. grown their oh business. yeah, and there's, right. There's also a lot of there's also a lot of talk around Netflix of they're just breaking even on some months. You mm-hmm. know? They got rid of the was it sharing your password thing, and surprisingly, like it actually worked, and they hit a subscriber a, a huge subscriber bump. But they also saw this all people, coming. There and were people, did, and they, there no, was a lot of they, people who quit Netflix when they did that. True, but they also but they replaced they, them. But they, 
yeah, they they easily replaced them by far and got a lot more subscribers. I thought it worked. would I thought it would kick him in the ass a little bit more than it did, but it yeah. worked. And the other thing is Netflix saw all of this coming. Like they uh, they've been prescient this entire time. They saw this coming and they started making their own content. And that's and now we find for a, for a streaming service that's what you need to do. Well, Classy, yeah, that's not what they, they that's not what they net. Like that's just they're grossing that and they gotta spend they spend right. they're spending like, money too. Like how much do you think it yeah, costs can, for them to, to pay for the rights to stream the Great British Baking Show, just as an example? Because it's the, you know everything costs money. Content creation costs money. People who work there cost money. Like running these servers costs money. Like it's expensive. Like being a streamer is a fortune, right? And it's but again, uh, Netflix. But Netflix Netflix has grown it for a decade plus. That's the advantage they have over everyone else is they were in this business longer than anyone. They've spent less shockingly than everyone else. And they made the right moves at the right time. They really did. Every single time. I truly believe that we're going to go. It'll go back to the spot where everyone's. Let's just sell this shit to Amazon. This isn't worth it. I firmly believe that. We'll see if I'm right. Or show us it to Netflix. Something's going to happen because... Um, can't spend, you can't spend billions and not get a return on your investment, even yeah, if you're a mega a monolith company. This, this can't keep going. And then, and the, I think part of the problem is, and I've said this before, is that all of these companies looked at Netflix and said, "I want to do. I want to control where my stuff is streaming. I don't want to give it to Netflix anymore mm-hmm. or Amazon. And I want to make that money. And it's like, yeah, it costs a lot of money to a start little, it a little up. bit harder than they thought. That's yeah, the thing a lot harder. That was- why do you think the big fight with the writers and the art and the and the actors is like well, we want a piece of the streaming pie and they're like there is no streaming pie but we can't tell them that there's no streaming pie. That's the problem is they shot syndication. So back in the day, here's a history lesson: when you sold a show into syndication, in the U.S. It was a hundred. You have a hundred episodes of a television show, then you can sell it to syndication, and that's where the real money rolled in. Because you're talking about like people who were sagging, people in the WGA would get those residual checks based on syndication. There's a lot of shows that like made a killing in syndication because of the commercials and because they're reliable. Stuff yeah. like The Simpsons, stuff like Seinfeld, stuff like Friends is still killing in syndication. Bing Bang Theory right now was killing. They've had a big, they've had a big fall off in 2023. So this is where the money was. But we've up in the last decade, we've upended the business, right? Where things are being like more of a British model, right? Whereas shorter shows sold to specific streaming platforms. And the money isn't there. Yep. It's not where does like John said before, like you watch 10 television shows, you only paid 15 bucks, and that's the base. It's just your subscriber base. Where's it coming from? Everyone bitches got commercials are the lifeblood of television. Yep. They're the lifeblood of TV. And without them, you gotta wind up paying through the nose. And nobody can do that right now. So without commercials, where does the money come from? Again, also they they know exactly who how many people, they know all the numbers. They know who's watching. Mm-hmm. They know if you were on a show, they know exactly how many views that show's getting. Mm-hmm. They should, and they never, all these streaming services wouldn't release those numbers at yeah. all yep. to the okay. writers and the and actors guilds. So that's one problem. And the other problem, again, is CEO pay. I'm never going to stop talking about that. Oh, it's, it's a big just problem. Absolutely it's a huge problem. It's a huge, but they're getting there. They're getting theirs because they know there's nothing else there. That's the whole thing well, with the CEO stuff is you make your money now because you're going to get fired in five years. And, and the thing is, I think there's, I think there's two sides of the numbers thing. One, 
I do believe there's a lot of people who subscribe to stuff and don't watch it. Like they just forget they have it. It's like gym membership, right? A hundred percent that model. One hundred percent. They rely on the fact that a lot of people forget it and keep mm-hmm. paying it because it's only five dollars or something. But except that the prices are going up now. Then people are gonna know. Then they know. Five bucks you let it slide. Fifteen bucks you start going, hey man, that's fifteen bucks. Yeah. Yep, and so, I haven't watched that in two months. But then, like you said, they don't release the numbers, and I think that's part of the reason that they don't, because it's like, yeah, if they have 200 million subscribers, but they only have 30 million active users, like... Well, this is num- why the Writers Guild, part of the agreement was that they would release the numbers to the Writers Guild, and the Writers Guild could release some numbers, but not all of them. Can't release but there's an arbitrator. But also the other flip side to that is like we just said, people are saying, oh, they're making all this money. And it's like, yeah, but how do you divide it up? Again, if they're, if you, if the active, if let's say everyone who isn't an active user canceled and they only had 30 million subscribers and I watched 10 shows in a month, I, I watched 10 shows every month. How do they define my 15 bucks up to all those shows? Like you can't, right? You, they're, you're gonna, they're going to get a penny a piece by the time it's done. You are outlining one of the major problems is when they created these streaming services, they did not think about paying out residuals and all this other stuff. You know what they didn't do? They didn't watch Superman 3. (laughs) (laughs) The Richard Pryor scheme. Remember, he's stealing all the fractions of a dollar. Yep. That's what this well, that's, is. That, that's office space, right? That the yeah, I got it from Superman three. God damn it! Yeah. That's the okay. joke in the movie. Fair enough. Fair this enough. This is a superhero show. Yes. Yeah, you're right though. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's they, just... they just they never they never considered it. They just said we're going to take all this money ourselves. We're going to make it for our company. And I don't understand. Blah, blah, blah. They never even make, thought about make it now because what happens with all CEOs get fired in a couple of years? No CEO lasts a decade. None. And they, and they get their the golden parachute, and then they mm-hmm. go get hired for more money. I don't understand else. how make no yourself one... look good for the market. That's what it is. Make your company look good on the market now. So when you're fired, you get your golden parachute. You get to find another CEO job. You so know you that... about how you got your profits up. My issue is that there was a low level guy in accounting who said this isn't profitable. Like this marketing, this is just a scheme to look good. Like this is not going to make us any money. Why would well, we that, do this? They, they and they were just because... like. That's because, because the venture capitalists were still giving money at the time, and now the venture capitalists are like, but that's it's the time problem. to start showing us the Yeah, the but that's money. the problem with being a publicly traded company. Yeah. It's not about growth. It's about showing that you're hitting projections. And as long as you hit those projections, you can say, look, we're building toward this. We've got this. We've cut this amount of expenditures. That's what it's about. That's why having these publicly, and people are starting to figure out that having a publicly traded company isn't maybe the best thing. It's just bonuses if a show makes. Yeah, so yeah. the Writers Guild, the new contract answered the question. No residuals, just bonuses if the show is 20% of its subscriber base. Why? Which is not terribly dissimilar to working on a show that never reaches syndication. Right. Because mm. you wouldn't you get paid by the job until it hits syndication. Then but you, I also, and that's hard. That also Most means, the vast majority don't hit syndication. But that also means you're not going to get paid in not in perpetuity because the show is never going to go into syndication once it hits goes over 20 percent of the subscriber base you'll get that bonus and that's it like you're not going to and once it's average it's going to get pulled from the idea of the streaming services everything could live here and they've decided nope now stuff that's average or performs below it's going to get just like back in the day it's going to get canceled canceled yep and people are upset about that it was like these shows are canceled that's terrible again that's what happened that's what happened for decades the, they, the two great examples, the Sci-Fi Channel and Netflix both do this. 
that very rarely does a show last forever on Netflix. It's if it, it becomes too expensive to make, sci-fi does the same thing. They just kill it, like mm-hmm. regardless of the view of, of the ratings too. But Netflix is famous for that. Right. So like, is Fox, by the way. <laughs> because those are companies that play with smaller budgets, typically. Netflix spends their money a lot smarter than a lot of these other companies do. But they've like, killed a lot sucks. of stuff. Yeah, it like sucks for fans, but that's what TV was too for a long time. It's yeah. all you only got a season of this show. Oh, I really like that show. It's fucking over. Try to yeah. buy it on videotape. You, you know, know what isn't gonna you know what isn't gonna get canceled? The Blu-rays that I buy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Those exist they, forever. And right. I got a hunch. I got a hunch because They'll of all come back. This physical media will come back because it's gonna be we had this idea that everything could live streaming, and then we all figured out, boy, that's really expensive and it's not really feasible. And Maybe then Zaslav took 20 million hours off of off But of they're going to figure out. But again, they're going to figure it out. It's going to come around. They're going to figure out, hey, we can make money if we sell a Blu-ray or whatever the equivalent's going to be in yeah. 10 years of 4K Ultra of this. That's Disney. Put it out. That's mm-hmm. Disney. It's Disney 10, year, it's 10 yeah. years since, you, since we released Snow White and we haven't sold it in 10 years. Oh, we're coming out with a new special edition Snow White. Get it while you can. Yeah. Well, again, it's going to change. It's going to change because they're not going to be able to. Disney's fine right now. Disney loves its vault. Its vault concept is like built into the company fabric. They're going to figure this out that eventually releasing some sort of physical media. Again, look what's big now. The music industry, the, the most, how do I phrase this? Records sell more than anything else right now in music. Sell, right? Sell. Because those are people that care. Yeah. Those are the music fans. Those are the true music fans. Fan, the audio files, vinyl. Yeah. And what's going to happen is the movie file, the cinephiles, the people who like these like great one season TV things that kind of slip through the cracks, they're going to buy it because they want that. They want to be able to watch it. And I'm not going to be able to have it on my streaming service. Streaming is going to be able and just like regular TV was. If it ain't working, it's gone. But there's a market for these things, right? Especially if it comes in a nice steel book. Yeah, it's going to, yeah, I'm telling you, we're going to have this. It's going to take a couple of years, but that's going to happen. Physical media will become a thing again because of people like John who want to own these things and people are going to want to watch this great show. I really want to see Batgirl. It fucking sucks. We don't want to have it in no space, but we'll do a run of 10,000 CDs, DVDs, whatever you want to call them. And then they're gone. Yeah. Well, it's funny you just mentioned that, happen. Dave. I just ordered the steelbook for Star Trek Strange New Worlds, the second season, which comes out in December. And I don't, like I, I've told you before, Paramount is one of the few streaming services I don't subscribe to because it's just one step too far for me. I've got too many already. Get the whole series Thanks. on in a steelbook on Blu-ray and um, I'll be able to watch it without having to have bought Paramount. There might be companies like Anchor Bay. Remember Anchor Bay used to just buy these shit movies and they would release them on DVE and they would make a fucking fortune? Oh, yeah. Like, the, the, you're going to have a- the bargain bin in Walmart. Bargain bin DVD. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. You will have that. That will be a thing. People will buy shows. Right. Here's a ten episode show. Didn't quite last. We'll sell it to you. And again, the company's going to figure out. Hey, we can make some money on this failure. Short. Oh, this was a success. We want that back, so we can do this again. Like I'm saying, there's going to be a freaking market for this. It's just, it's emerging. It's coming. If I can see it, they can see it. I'm an idiot sitting right. on a podcast. I guarantee these smart people are like, hey, you know what? We just got to go old school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you I haven't Lower? seen Lower. I haven't uh, seen Lower Decks, Kasana. I'm, I'm gonna get those on Blu-ray as well. It, well, I will say this: my brother is a huge movie collector. He has an his entire basement. It looks like a blockbuster, filled with DVDs and Blu-rays and all that. But <laughs> oh, pardon me. 
he brings up that you can't even you used to be able to go into Best Buy and they had a huge movie selection. And he's like, now it's just whatever's just came out and what's ever super popular. Like they don't not only that, they're gonna get rid of it. Best Buy's not gonna have movies on the floor. Yeah, and then same he said the same thing with Target. Like that that they've really cut back on what they have out. Because right Walmart's now there's back. Well, there's not a market for physical media right now. And I don't I'm not the stuff I'm talking about is not gonna happen tomorrow. I think it's gonna be five, six, ten years down the line. But the question is when people have learned to not go to those stores anymore to buy it, and all of a sudden it comes the market comes back. Are record they, uh, records, man. Look at records. Yeah, you're right. Who own record players? I <laughs> That's what I'm saying. People, for Christmas. People, like, people like you, yeah. But that's what's going to happen. And now young people own record players. Like, yep. people are going to want to buy stuff. And it's going to become, it's not going to be as, it's not going to be what it was. But no. it will be another, it will be another source of me. It'll be another they, source of revenue, another source of media. And it's going to be, but it's going to be boutique like records yeah, are now. 100%. Like, well, so uh, instead of well, spending good, $20, they sell, they'll buy, they'll sell them for more. But they were cutting down, all the companies were cutting down on the companies that were creating Blu-ray players and now they're starting to make them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming. I mean, it's but I also, I also look at a lot of the game systems can play them too. So it's like, true. Mm-hmm. Like I have a PS five. I could play 4k videos in that if I want to. And like I said, because people won't be able to have every, cause again, the streaming services are sold. The idea, everything's going to be there. Ooh, it's lonely. Not everything's going to be there. I want yeah. this thing. We'll sell it to you for 200 bucks. Okay. I want that. Yeah. If someone wants something, they're going to pay whatever. And it, like I said, it becomes a boutique item. Like a fucking $5, 20-page comic. <sighs> yep. See how I brought it home? Exactly. Brought it back to comics. Right, right. Which, so, <laughs> so Warner Brothers is going to be bought by Universal, and they're going to sell movies for $500 on Blu-ray. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Welcome to the future, people. Like RoboCop. You'll buy that for $700. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> inflation even though that and, was the future which is now the past yeah. anyway <laughs> the last fast and furious got to be your bull yeah. the last fast and furious movie make money probably not nothing made money but barbie i was about to say because we did say that the last mission impossible didn't make its projected john look that up my computer is a webcam right now what the, the did, did fast last fast furious fast versus furious what the hell fast x furious i forget fast what x Fast X was the movie this year. Terrible, terrible stuff. From the numbers, the Fast and Furious X was it? So yeah, three hundred forty million budget, seven hundred fourteen million worldwide. Oh, it did well. So it did. Yeah, it did really well. It's a silent hit actually this year. Yeah, it was. was, Everyone loves family. Those movies have a loyal fan base. Yes, they do. People that like Frosty answered to. It's on answered to. I know people like. Nasheet, one of the guys we worked with at Point Roll many moons ago. Oh my God! Hmm. It, one of the one of the most um, like soft spoken, non like you would not think that this guy was huge into action movies, and he loved all the Fast and the Furious movies. People love him. Yeah, I don't, but there's a huge market for him. Clearly, even their even their price is going, their box office is going down there because Fast and Furious Seven made one. billion dollars yeah but look at and it's been going down but all all franchises do that yeah yeah all franchises trend downward that's why you make more movies because you can yeah but it it was going up until number seven yeah but that's but that's like do that yeah that's that bucks a trend for most which is fine Mm. in this if you make 700 million in this climate you did good yeah Mm. yeah this is it's been bad it's i'm gonna say this i never thought it's it's not barbie money 
<laughs> oh. oh my god that is that is it's you're not incorrect that's a real thing that i just said that made sense to everybody it makes sense to, now yeah too bad when we set up the stream we have to prename the shows now because i know we lose that moment where i got to come up with cool ideas for yeah it's not title. barbie money is is the perfect, a good one it's a good perfect, one perfect perfect i actually heard i took a class and if you put hashtags in the titles of the episodes it's supposed to help the algorithm we should start doing that in the title. Oh, okay. Yeah. I only put the hashtags and in, in the description, but all right. Yeah, but as they said, hashtag in the title actually helps. I will do that. Hmm. All right, all right. So I think this is a good place to put a pin in it. So let's go around the room and uh, do any of you guys. Did you any of you learn anything this week? Or do you have any recommendations? And JD, you can go first. I learned that I miss talking to you guys. It's been a couple of weeks. I recommend. I will recommend going to if you have a symphony orchestra in a major metropolitan area near you. And if they do a movie night, cool. It's a lot of fun. They play a movie, the guy we did today, they played the nightmare before Christmas, the film and the orchestra did the live soundtrack. And I've been much, my wife and I, Michelle have been doing this probably about 15 years. And we have the best time. I took Andy to ghostbusters on new year's day and he just loved it. And we're going to go back on new year's Eve to see back to the future. It's always something classic, right? It's always something like timely. And I just, it's a great time going to the movies. It's a little bit different and you get a little bit of culture. All right, John. Let's see. Was it two days from now? Justice League X Ruby comes out. I don't know. X. So stupid. Yeah. I, uh, the only one that's good is Spike's family. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, Justice League X Ruby, the part two comes out in two days. If you want to get the whole set, you can now, as of the 31st, get both Blu-rays and watch it. It's actually pretty good. If you know something about the Ruby universe and, and you like Justice League, then this was well worth a watch. So I'm suggesting that. I'm also All suggesting right. Loki. You should definitely watch Loki. Don't tell me what to do. No, I, I yeah. recommend Loki as well. Don't tell me what to do. All right. I learned that I miss JD as well. He's, he he adds such a great dynamic to the show. Thank you. You make us think, you make us laugh, you make us cry. I'm actually going to recommend, because I did watch it, but I know you guys didn't watch it, or maybe John watched it, Lego Marvel Avengers Code Red. I tried. Um, Andy shot it down. Really? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't even I give him the time of day. It right wasn't as high as most of the other Lego stuff. It was very basic. It's well, I, a, basic, it's I got very, a seven-year-old, so I thought it would appeal to the seven-year-old. I was about to say, yeah. it's very geared towards kids. It's a, a father-daughter story, which shocked me. It's Natasha and Red Guardian. Like, but it's it, it's very close to the old, here's your story and here's your moral that has right. to go with your story. Here's your moral and then here's your and, and all your Lego craziness. It's fun. It's a fun little hour and 15 minutes or whatever it is. It's what did you long. like about it? Didn't watch Just, it. I couldn't even turn it on. I'm like, hey, buddy, you want to watch this? He was like, nope. I'm like, well, it's Lego and Marvel. and Nope. Huh. Okay, we'll watch SpongeBob. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wow, I'm shocked. So, <clears throat> so yeah, that's my recommendation. Watch it. It's a fun little distraction. And it's not tied to any other Marvel movie, so you can watch hey. it and enjoy it. You know? It's a standalone, so. I feel like Fro- Frosty's comment. Uh, yeah. It's kids. accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah. I also recommend that if you're watching us right now after the fact you didn't watch us live, click that subscribe button, click the bell for notifications so you don't miss us when we do go live here on Sunday nights most of the time, unless someone's sick or getting their hands cut. Sorry. <laughs> I also recommend oh wait, what's he's suffering from JD's Marvel fatigue. 
precarious. I mean, in the like, same house. So yeah. It's going to be some cross pollination there. He wants me to watch Five Nights at Freddy's because that's super popular with a little with the kids. Kids yeah. love that stuff. And I'm like, buddy, have you ever seen this? He's like, no, but all, everyone talks about it. I want you to watch it so you can tell me about it. So he wants to watch that movie vicariously, which my wife has put the foot down on. No, I'm not allowed to. I also recommend that you go to SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. Comic book reviews by, comic book reviews by our good friend Chris. And so much more. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Don't know what we're doing next week, but the week after that will be the Marvels. So JD's going to be sick. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> so... On that note, it, it could be worse. It could be Spider Gwen. <laughs> As oh, I'm always, those movies are good. Thanks for watching. Don't let you get me caught in the door. Have a good week.